All right, so we're doing an alt session with John and Rich. Got some newly rolled level three characters. Uh, the unlikely duo finds themselves in the river city of Wolthens along the massive river called the Vanderbrook that flows toward the Atmall mountain range. And one of our party members is a high elf sorcerer named Grands, and the other is a uh, shifter drake warden ranger named Karakos, and um the party finds himself in wolthens looking for adventure treasure and all the other normal aspects of an adventuring party and um i'll have john just do a kind of a real quick introduction to Karakos. uh Karakos is a uh tall uh thin uh, man, human in appearance with shaggy unkept hair and piercing green eyes. He's dressed mostly in worn but serviceable uh, clothing with uh, also worn and serviceable weapons close to hand. Uh, he sits with his uh, back to a wall so he can keep an eye on the on the comings and goings of the door to the inn and just sort of sips his drink and watches everything going on around him all right and his high elf sorcerer friend rich uh, just a quick intro to him he's well he's not your typical high elf a little bit laid back he's charismatic and a bit of an idiot sometimes, but kind-hearted and just all-round lovable elf. Nice, nice. One of those idiot savant types of type of people, huh? Well, a little bit of a flirt too, because he's so charismatic. Well, naturally. Yes, he's a handful. It's hard not love to hard not to love yourself when everybody else loves you. <laughs> That's right. And you can do magic on top of everything else. So, yes. So you, f you find yourself in the pretty much the sole uh, in tavern of this, this small little river town. Wolfens at one point, uh, you know, was, you know, many years ago, was a much larger uh, establishment. Uh, pretty much a city at, at points. And on the outskirts of Wolthens are all these um, abandoned houses, ruins, and and uh, all the all the like of structures that are have been long since uh, released back into the nature's grasp. And that could be from many different reasons, uh, but uh, also south of oh, south southeast of the of this town is the ruins of Hallow's Edge uh, several days out and you know some of the history surrounding that could have attributed to some of the ruins here around Wolthens and the reason why people are not flocking to the, the town so much uh, anymore one of the notable things about Wolthens is that there is a ferry to take you across the Vanderbrook uh, to hit the bridge uh, near Harshhaven that takes you out into the Harshland territories, and it's um, sometimes used as a shipping lane for any of the uh, the 
barges that head south on the Vanderbrook uh, coming out of Cantrichaven. So it um, occasionally sees its travel, and, and that's what brings you here, is you're, you're in the process of, of looking for perhaps your, your next adventure. And, um, and here you are, seated in a quiet river town. You can hear the, the river outside lapping up on the shores. It's quite large. Um, you can hear the, the shouts of the, of the ferrymen as they, they moor off the, the, the barges uh, for the afternoon. And uh, a few children are running by on the outside of the, of the actual tavern. You can hear them laughing as they, they run down the street. Not very many people in the tavern right now. Just the uh, the the tavern keep and a, a couple of what looks to be be the locals seated in the in the uh, center of the room, um, kind of talking back and forth with the tavern keep as he goes about cleaning up the room. What would you guys like to do? Well, Grands, this is your show. What are you you wanted to come south? What are we up to? One thing that I is sure. notable is uh, you do have pretty light pockets at this point in juncture. Not a whole lot of gold. Uh, no, no, no. You suggested coming south. Why would I suggest coming south? There's plenty of uh, game and, and uh, people wanted to hunt it up there near King's Reach. You said something about Bruins and and people with money down here. I did. Was I drinking during this conversation? Usually. Tavern keep kind of comes over. I've slept since then, right? Why? 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 Why did I? Hmm. All, all done with your meals, lads. The tavern keep comes over and gets ready to remove your plates and, and cups. Yeah, I'll just push it over to him. Excellent, excellent. I heard you were uh, in the market for uh, another night? Are you are you staying another night with us? or That remains uh, to be seen at this point. Is there anything I do around here? Do? Well, I mean, there's... Uh, uh, some people hire on to guard the the, the barges that come down. Uh, he kind of runs an assessing look over you as he uh, prepares an idea of what might catch your interest. He notes the the ranger's attire and uh, the the astute look to the, the the sorcerer. Not from around here. You don't look like the mercenary type. For the most part, I will. I, I could recommend um, speaking with maybe Bardor Bronblood. Uh, he's in in the market for some individuals to help him with a bit of a problem. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure exactly what you you folks are up to. So um, if adventure is not what you're looking for, maybe don't see Bardor. He kind of chuckles. Well, I've certainly slain my share of uh, bandits up and down the road, but that's not really what I'm interested in at the moment. Uh, where would we find this Bardor? Uh, Bardor, he's um, 
Well, he's typically in here in the evenings, but uh, you'll find him at a, a small hut at the northern edge of the of the village. Uh, it's a right right across from the the fishery there, where they they sell sell the fish on the racks. Can't miss him. Is he reputable? Bardor? Of course he is. His family goes way back here. Okay. Hmm. I guess we could go see him. Um. How much? How much is the meal or the tab so far? Oh, well, you you did uh, you you already paid up for the night and the and the food. Uh, I just wasn't sure if you're going to be staying another night with us. Well, that might depend on our conversation with this bar door. What time of day is it? It's it's about mid-afternoon. Uh, let's go talk to Bardor and see if we're going to stick around there if we're going to go back up north for the wild antelope play for the ranger here. <laughs> the innkeep chuckles. He's kind of got a grisly look to his, uh, his face. His beard is um, kind of sp- splotchy here and there. Fairly long, um, but... You can see skin through several different areas of it. Um, he's got wispy, wispy uh, white hair that is uh, combed over the the top of a very balding head. And he uh, kind of nods at you, grabs the plates, and and takes the cups and uh, heads off behind the 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 bar into the kitchen. Well, there you have it. Let's go see yep, this bar door. Yep, yep, yep. So you guys step out into the the main street of this this river town and um, immediately easily discern north, um, looking upstream, and uh, you walk along the the fairly empty street. Uh, there's like I said, there's a few kids that run by, playing here and there, running in between the the structures of the town and it's not long before you find yourself at the edge of the the town with a sure enough there's a fish hut uh to the right across the street and uh, an individual there selling fish and then directly across from that is a a rundown looking hut um with notable characteristics to the foundation of it these these largely cut stone blocks that are shaped in almost perfect squares but wood has been kind of added on to the top of the foundation and um it's a uh looks more recent than some of the other structures here but it's still fairly old any markings like this might be an establishment or does it look more like a home uh just a quick assessment it looks more like a home fair enough i guess i'll walk up and give a quick rap on the door <clears throat> you hear a, a a bottle or a glass or something clank around as a someone suddenly stirs uh, as if surprised by the knock on the door, and you hear some muttering. Speak like talk to Molly. Uh, anybody speak dwarf? I think I do. I do. It's like who in the bloody. Bones is knocking at this time of the day. You can hear somebody stumbling around in the inside of the hut, banging against uh, some of the furniture and the, the doors thrown open. 
and there's this uh, red-haired dwarf squinting against the the afternoon sun. He has this uh, neatly trimmed beard that curls back up near his ears, and it leaves his chin exposed. But the rest of it is quite quite bushy and and very neatly trimmed. And uh, you can see he's got these glittering blue blue eyes as he blinks against the sun. What? What? <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> good day. How can I help you? Are you Bardor? I am. He kind of looks a little hesitant. Bar What's down, no? Barkeep down at the uh, tavern said you might be looking for some hire-ons for maybe some adventure. Oh, <clears throat> oh. He kind of straightens up and kind of dusts his clothes off a little bit. Pulls the, he steps out into the street and pulls the door behind him quickly. Well, I, I do apologize for my current state of, of, uh, of uh, situation here, but uh, I would normally invite you in, but uh, just uh, doing some some summer cleaning. Inside check. <laughs> Go ahead. First roll of the campaign. First roll. Good God. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right, Grands gets a natural one. Uh, so you you attempt to do an insight check on him. I mean, he he seems legit. He's probably you guys interrupted him right in the middle of uh, summer cleaning. Stony faced dwarfs can't read anything. It's difficult. It's difficult. So he he um you know he's straightening his clothes, trying to look a little more put together than perhaps he currently is. Well, uh, yes, uh, they've they've uh, they've told you correctly. I uh, I'm in the market for some what would you call those? Um, an exterminator, perhaps? Exterminator. And how much does exterminators pay? Are we talking rats? Well, Are we talking gold. <clears throat> Perhaps he gets a little more nervous looking, and he kind of motions for you to follow him as he starts to stride north uh, along the the road that leads out of town, as if taking you for a small walk. Uh, so, um, I, an exorcist, more appropriately, perhaps. Kind of looks nervous as he's telling you this. My family has a an old state, quite old, to the to the east, out of out of town, uh, back along the the edges of the of the woods, and the um, uh, many years ago uh, there was an incident. Um, my family came into possession of a an artifact that uh small in nature just a a small stone bowl um had has oddly cut runes around the bowl but it's um it's arrival brought it kind of looks around again very nervous bad luck we'll say things began to happen uh my uh my ancestors at the time eventually went mad, some throwing themselves out of 
the upper floors of the of the mansion and and others dying in unusual ways and uh well you know since the since the rending um pretty much people fled this area and, the, and um and the mansion has fallen into a, a large state of disrepair however it still stands uh, occasionally i'll walk out to the to the hill and, and look out on it but uh, i don't really dare go there as we've heard reports that things stir in the night there <laughs> and um i would be willing to pay a, a significant sum if you were to be able to locate said artifact and uh bring it and cast it into the river and, and remove it from the property perhaps that will remove the curse and i could Restore my my family's property to its former glory. What makes you believe this is a tribute to this bowl? Well, it it all seemed to begin right when when the artifact was brought to the household uh, on a recent um, a, a recent dig that my family came back from. It was discovered uh, along with. Uh, quite a large sum of of gold and, and gems and, uh, and this bowl was part of the of the hoard you might say that was found and uh, so I, my family brought it back with them along with all the other wealth and uh, it was not not more than a day after that the first situation uh, occurred he glances nervously to the east as he's saying that. So it could have just been the wealth and the bowl is just something that came along with it? Well, it could be. It could be, but um, according to the the journals that were written that we were able to retrieve, uh, it, it seemed m many of my family, my ancestors, uh, seemed to be pointing to the bowl as the actual cause of the of the situation. Where's the bull now again? It's somewhere in the mansion, and I'd be willing to pay you a a fair amount to go in there and exterminate whatever is taken up um, residence, and to bring me that bull, and and uh, we'll toss it in the river, and, and hopefully that will remove the curse from the mansion. Well, I suppose I'm, it sounds somewhat interesting, but... Hmm. Why not just sell the mansion? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's in a, a vast state of disrepair, we'll put it that way. The uh, second floor is caved in, uh, first floor is barely standing underneath the weight of it, and lawn overgrown, of course, and, and uh, just everything is in, in the... Solid state of disrepair. And as you can see, he kind of waves around at the local surroundings. Not a lot of people moving here that were willing to buy a mansion. Especially in that state. But I'd like not to sell it. I'd like to keep it in the family and, and restore it. And uh, Do you have any idea in the where it is in the mansion? Was there a, a vault? Uh, a display room? A uh, secret under, door under the bed? As near as I can tell, it it um, 
several of the of different types of artifacts that my ancestors had found that they kind of positioned just throughout uh, the, the the mansion itself but if I had to guess it's most likely somewhere around uh, the uh, the living quarters uh, is my guess where it's a smaller thing but it could be in the main atrium I, I that I do not know hmm so are you gonna come along and give us a tour of the house uh with the track record that my people have there um i would uh, absolutely say most likely not <laughs> that's why i'm in the market for someone with maybe a little more skills than i have so how much does this pay again uh, i'll give you 600 gold 300 apiece to pick up a bowl take it to a river and wash it out uh, I don't care what you do with it just uh, I prefer we throw it into the river that way nobody gets a hold of it anymore but um, th that's that's my uh, my hope and and to remove of course anything that you find in there that is shouldn't be there you know exterminate them out uh, or... can I talk to my colleague for one second uh, absolutely kind of steps off to the side of the road and he's nervously fiddling around with a, uh, a a tree limb that's close to the side of the road um 600 gold just to get rid of a piece of pottery the guy's either loony or stupid i say we do it i would say he's at least very superstitious and things tend to have roots in some kind of uh like that i'm sure it won't be a walk in the park but uh i'm inclined to agree with you that uh this should be something we should be able to handle fairly easily uh-huh uh you want to tell him or you want me to go right ahead okay after discussing with my colleague uh how far away is this mansion uh it, it's a Good, solid about a day's journey out to the east uh, on foot. Yeah, is there a timeline on when this should all be done? Oh no, uh, uh, it would be uh, when whenever you're able to do it. Standing offer. I would just need proof, of course, of the bowl. I'd need to need to see it, and then we'll throw it right in the river. Okay, uh, go get um piece of paper and you write down detailed description of this bowl and we'll be on our way and go take care of it for you and bring your bowl back oh absolutely uh, follow me back to my uh my shack here and we'll we'll, we'll uh, I'll, I'll get that right for you so he leads you back yeah. to, to to the town and um excuses himself for a moment and you can hear him go back inside his his small abode and there's more clanking of glass and rustling and thuds and clanks and, and then finally he comes back out with a um a crudely written description um of a of a gray uh, palm-sized stone bowl with black runes uh inscribed around the uh, outer edges of the bowl Here you are, lads, and I, I do wish you the best of luck. Be, be careful. It's uh, about uh, two years ago we had some travelers come through saying that they had to hole up there in the middle of the night and um, 
they eventually had to flee even out into the the elements so i guess it was quite a storm at the time because of things that were happening inside the mansion and um yeah so um it appears rumors and and what i read in the journal there are still occurring okay fair enough i think we'll probably uh take another night in the inn and head out first thing in the morning Excellent, excellent. Well, all right, you uh, you lads, uh, feel free to stop by just as soon as you can, and uh, I'll get you squared up. Okay, sounds good. So he looks pretty hopeful, pretty happy uh, of your of your discussion and agreement, and uh, he turns and heads back into his his uh, his abode. And you guys are gonna go back and see the the innkeep. Yeah, you said if it's mid afternoon. If we cut out now, we'd be camping out in the wild and get yep. there. Otherwise, we might as well just. Uh, not that I'm opposed to camping in the uh, wild, but anytime you go to bed under, you might as well take advantage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you guys arrive back, and uh, the innkeeper greets you heartily. Yeah, did you speak with Bardor? Indeed. Seems he has some issues with the family estate. Yes, yeah, the old Bromblood estate. Beautiful in, in its time, I hear, but uh, yeah, she's uh, pretty run down. And uh, boy, I know he really. It's kind of been a uh, uh, almost an obsession of his to try to get that thing restored and back to its former glory. But uh, I'm sure he's already filled you in on some of the reasons why he hasn't gone back there. Indeed, it sounds intriguing. Well, that must mean you're going to stay another night, I assume. Yes. Excellent. Well, uh, he's got to pay. Oh, uh, well, it's it's a it's a silver uh, for your room. And uh, you get breakfast in the morning, naturally. Fair enough. Um, so, it's only mid-afternoon at the moment. Uh, I suppose we could wander around the town a little bit. Or we could just fast-forward if you want to do that. I'd say we fast-forward. I don't really have anything I need to do in town. Or really any money to do it with. Well, yes, there is that too. All right, so you guys go through another evening here. The in the evening, Bardwar does come in, greets you guys heartily, and and uh, buys you around, uh, and then heads back out later in the evening to back to his home. Uh, a few other of the locals are there enjoying supper. Nothing, nothing major, no music or anything along those lines. Um, just just a quiet night in the inn. Next morning, you guys awake at a, a nice uh, large bowl of warm, it appears to be some type of oatmeal, and uh, then you're ready to set out. I guess we go head up to the state. Yep, but a town into the east, was there any kind of... Uh... You just said to the east, is there any kind of trail or path going out that way, or is it more or less out into the wilds? So he, he explained that it is uh, following the road east, and then okay. when you get to the Green Glade, he called it, which is most likely what they must be calling the edge of the large woods that kind of rings this, this uh, almost um, very large field that the, the town sits in, uh, that it would be along, along those edges, just you would you would go up a uh, probably an over he described it as an overgrown 
uh, trail that would lead up to the estate. And that there would be an old bronze gate at the entrance to that trail. Okay. So the the travel is easy. Um, you just take the only road east out of the town and um, walk along the uh, a good portion of the day. And as the sun is beginning to to crest over the top of the of the horizon into what will be soon the evening, you arrive at a, a old bronze gate half hanging off its hinges with a very overgrown trail that winds off through a large probably at one point it was a hedge but it's just it's overgrown now and uh, you can see it winding up off into the into the edge of a very dark ominous looking forest well seems like we made some good timing uh do we make camp outside the forest <laughs> or do we go see if we can have a look around in the dark? I've uh, updated in Discord what we're listening to for ambiance. Okay. Did you really believe the guy about the place being haunted and everything? Uh, well, I don't know about haunted, but uh, I've spent enough of my time up in the... Uh, Shade rake to know that there are plenty of things that go bump in the dark. How far are how far are we from the place? Obviously, we this is the gate to the estate, so it we is. should we should be less than probably no more than half a mile. Yeah, um, you if you had to guess, you could probably within five minutes of walking, you'll be entering the the grounds of the estate somewhere in an owl hoots and it echoes out across the night. Is there, is there any good camping spots? And or does it look like anybody's gone through this gate recently? It's, um, give me an investigation check. For the camping okay. site or for going through the gate? Uh, for the <laughs> determining whether or not anybody's been here recently. Uh, that would be John. All right, with seven, you, the ranger kind of kneels down. He's he's taking a look at the gates. It, it, the way it's hanging, the the grass around it. Your quick estimation is that no one's been here in a very long time. Well, we could camp around here and just go in the morning. Be easier to see things, find the darn thing. Probably that way, more light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I suppose if it, yeah, you said the sun is going down, so this is more or less the time we would make camp anyway, yeah? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're getting t uh, close to the edge of it. Now, do you want to make camp on the grounds of the estate, or do you want to just do it along the road? What, what would you like to do? Nobody's been around here for a while, then I guess it's uh, up to us whether we actually want to enter the estate where there's potentially creepy crawlies, or we could make it camp here and make it fresh. Uh, off to the side of the road, or off to the side of the gate, I guess, looks good. 
off to the side of the gate. Yeah, they were yeah. close enough so we could hear what, if there's stuff going on in there and or see if anything actually comes to the gate. Alrighty. So you guys kind of get nestled off the side of the road and and uh, I assume you guys are making a fire or do you, do you guys want to do any type of gathering of food or you want to use your rations? How, what, what would you like to do there? Uh, I guess we'll make camp one or the other. Uh, I, uh, uh, one second, I can still new abilities here. Let's check on something. How dark is it getting? Uh, I mean, at this point, you know, the, as you were, kind of finding a good spot to to get put you know nestled down for the night the the sun is finally dipping below the the horizon and so the the shadows that were being cast are now turning into to full-on darkness Why does it have to write these things five different times in six different places? <laughs> Are you setting up camp? Okay. He's looking at his yeah. skills. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm going to say, and you've seen this a uh, hundred times, I'm going to give a, uh, a uh, piercing whistle and uh, a small uh, a small waver of uh, like distorted energy like heat on the heat on on the water or on the pavement appears and a uh, small uh, dragonling about the size of a Saint Bernard steps through and uh, this is Rowan my Drake companion. So you hear the, the rumbling from Rowan's chest as he's his head swings left and right, assessing his area. Uh, and that's what I was checking. He remains until I he drops his zero hit points, or I summon him again, or something like that. So he's here now. I was just checking. Okay. Uh, I can, can only do that once per long rest, or use a spell slot. So, but he's here now until something happens can, can he make a fire or what's it good for uh well i can make a fire and uh so can he yeah i mean um and any of you can make a survival check to get a nice fire going and i can also snap my fingers and my hand is full of fire <laughs> <laughs> there's that too uh, so yeah, let's make a let's make a fire, uh, and I'll uh, with Rowan make a quick survival check and just look around and see if there's any kind of game I can pick up in the, in an hour or so, so maybe we don't have to use our rations. Okay, uh, give me a roll. So who wants to kind of set up the camp and get a fire going? You want to do that with uh, Grants? I'll I'll do that. Okay. So Fair, fairly easy. 
I'm rolling real great so far. <laughs> well, I got a camp going. Yeah, Grants Grants is able to to get a nice fire going um, using a. a I'm gonna guess there's seal. not much of anything living around here. There, there is. You know, as uh, Karakos is starting to investigate the area, he's looking around, and it's it's difficult to um, see really much of anything. Occasional rabbit tracks, but you know that you you'd have to probably go and set up snares and different things. So your immediate vicinity, other than maybe some some type of unpleasant tasting greens that are edible. Uh, nothing much that you would you would use. Yeah, and Rowan eats most of those before I get to them. So, all right, fair enough. Uh, looks like cold rations it is. Yep. All right. So, how are you doing the evening? What what are you what are you guys doing? Just kind of rolling out your bedrolls and everybody going to sleep. What do you want to do? Well, we're gonna want to watch. Uh, I would say. Well, like I said, Rowan can take a watch as well, and that he is has his own pretty good perception, actually. What is what is your Drake's actual classification? What is, what is he specifically is he just a drake or he's classified as a drake companion i have his armor class and saving throws uh his immunities and stuff like that here but i can't find him under like extras or anything hmm. there is a on the ranger page there is a uh thing for him but i can't figure out how to get him under my extras i'm gonna have to do some more uh, investigating about that but I do have it here. Is he considered a like a medium sized? Uh, he's technically small at the moment. He, like I said, he's about the size of a. Uh, I put him at about the size of a, uh, uh, like a Great Dane or a, or a. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, what did I say? Uh, Saint Bernard or whatever like that. Now, do they have a fly speed or is he ground only? He's ground only at this point. Okay. Uh, Right, right now he's small. Uh, if we make it to level seven, then he go he gains wings and becomes medium, and then he can fly. If we make it to eleven, he becomes large, and I can ride him while he flies. <laughs> but right, yeah, right now he's he's a he's small. Okay. So. How does this look? One second. Yeah, that might not be very. Well, let's try. It. Yeah, I, I had a brief look and didn't find anything really at the moment. So any whatever you got right now, I'm sure works for right now. Looks good. Looks as good as anything I found earlier. So good enough. <laughs> down and can use him um, as needed he can also speak and understand draconic so oh cool okay all right and i'm sorry what, what did you guys say you're going to be doing for uh, the evening 
Well, if I, if I guess, I assume since Rich is a high elf, he's got the trance ability. So I would say that if we do a watch, we could, in theory, if he trances for four hours, I could take a two-hour watch, Rowan could take a two-hour watch, and then while we both sleep, uh, Grands could take the remainder of the watch. Okay. All right. Which is probably something, if we've traveled together, is probably more or less what we normally do. What you normally do, yeah. So for the the first watch, uh, just go ahead and give me a a perception. One second. While he's doing, uh, looking for that. Oh, there we go. 17. So the the sorcerer stretches out in his bedroll, and and uh, you guys have eaten one thing of, of your rations, so just reduce that in your inventories. Yep. But, but as you um, are watching the, the very quiet road and, and checking out the, the starry night sky above you, um, Rowan's head kind of snaps off looking across the road into the brush on the other side of the road and his chest begins to rumble. You see something? Uh, all right. Then I guess that would be what do you see? So he's he's watching it closely, and you're you're also looking in the direction that he um, he's looking, and you can see the outlines of these uh, hulking shapes just moving up into the edge of the road, intent on what seems to be your, your campsite. And this isn't from inside the. Uh where the manor was this is just across the road this is across the road uh, across from that bronze gate and as you're watching suddenly these eyes become visible illuminated in the darkness and you can hear growling begin to answer the rumble of the drake's uh, drake's own rumble and Suddenly, shapes are flitting across the the road toward the camp. Well, I will smack the sorcerer awake. Okay. All right. What? Wolves. What? Wait. What? So, let me see here. I've got the road right there. Uh, I should probably like that. And let me get the... Let's 
these uh, fur-covered creatures quickly recognize that some type of wolf is charging the campsite. second here and I will have you guys a roll initiative now does Rowan share your um, Gordon, unless you want to do it differently it suggests that Rowan shares my initiative perfect. but takes his term directly after mine yep that that works I like that all right, so a 20 for Grand. See, he hears the shout from the, the ranger and the the kick uh, that hits his his feet. And snapping awake, he sees the shapes hurtling out of the darkness toward the campfire, their eyes looking oddly illuminated. And it starts with Grand's as he sits up in his bedroll. Um, uh, this is unexpected. What is Rowan's uh, HP? Uh, 20. And his armor class? 16. Uh, speed 30? Yep. And we'll pull 11. Perfect. I have added him into the, uh, into the initiative. All right. What's Grand's doing? He's, uh, well, he, he's looking, he's thinking. All these new choices for you. I know, right? We're using that for... Because, uh... Does there appear to be a leader of the pack? Not really. They seem to be running shoulder to shoulder as they're charging in. You could try to make an in, you know a quick insight look to it, uh, but right at this point, they just seem to be shoulder to shoulder as they're charging in. All right, let's even up the odds a little bit. I'm going to cast Levitate on the far left. All right, so what does Levitate say? I think it'll have to make a, either a Wisdom or Strength saving throw, I think. Yeah, so... One creature or loose object of your choice you can see within range rises vertically up to 20 feet. The spell can levitate a target that weighs up to 500 pounds. An unwilling creature that succeeds on a Constitution saving throw is unaffected. So it needs to make a Constitution of... Con 12, right? Your save DC is a 12? Yeah. Alright. Uh, which one would you like to do? Uh, the, uh, the one on by the bush there, far left. This one here? See? Yeah. Let's see if he can fly. 
So it uh, with a 13, it, it starts its feet start to not get any traction, and then it shakes its head and its paws land back into the grass, and it is churning in on on top of you guys. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> hey, it's worth a try. Would have been cool if it did. So, uh, what is Grand's doing now? Staying put. I'm backing up a little bit. Okay. So you kind of step backwards quickly to try to create some space as the shapes yeah. are hurtling into the campsite. Uh, is that the end of your turn? I, yeah, I don't have a bonus action, I don't think. All right. So the the this wolf here on the left of the pack races in toward the, the ranger, leaps into the air, and s starts to snap at the, the ranger in an attempt to drag him down a bite attack comes crashing in with a whoo really good roll on my part with a 20 it'll hit all right so it grabs a hold of the ranger's arm as he's grabbing for weapons and yelling to to grands to get up and uh he feels the fangs bite into him doing a total of Whew, I'm rolling really good. Nine piercing damage, and he needs to make a an eleventh, uh, a DC eleven strength saving throw. It's gonna be a short campaign. <laughs> nope. Whoa! So the, the the thing grabs his arm, yanking him off his uh, off his uh, his feet, crashing him to the ground as it snarls and snaps, um, and he is now considered prone. Yep. And then it goes to him. Uh, He's not restrained or anything like that. He's just been thrown prone. All right, I got all kinds of weird crap I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. That I'm trying to figure out which which works and what works like that. Okay, yeah. bonus action. Uh, a rumble is going to start in Karako's chest, and the muscles are going to start to, in his arms and legs and even in his neck, are going to start to go tight and start to shift and and hair is going to sprout along his thicker along his arms back of his hands and his fangs are going to grow as he bears his teeth nice. and claws grow from his uh hands and i will gain seven temporary hit points Ooh, very nice Basically, almost nullifying what the wolf did. Yeah. And my armor crash will increase by one. Oh, and nice. then I will stand, draw my sword, and attack this wolf. So, is these our armor class seventeen? Is that counting the the, the shifted form, or is it no. now eighteen? It's now eighteen. Cool. Draw my uh, short sword. And make an attack at this thing. Okay. Ooh. So with a 22. Ooh, that hits. <laughs> Ranger right. comes back to his feet in a fury. All right. So now some stuff's going to happen. First, I'm going to do my sword damage. 
nine damage. Uh, because I hit it. Max damage. For the next minute, it is a favored foe. Wolves are favored foes. Okay. No, that pretty, this particular target is my favorite foe. And it will take an additional 1d4 damage. Take three more damage. And Rowan is not happy at this thing. So, uh, Rowan's uh, eyes will uh, flash. And as a sword strikes down, flames will erupt from it. And it will take an extra four points of fire damage. So, I'll. Like you said, a lot just happened. The shape shifted. You you leapt back to your feet almost in those that uh, quick, quick return style uh, you see in a martial arts movie, and you land back to your feet. The sword is slashing out, and there's an explosion of flame, a, a howling that is immediately cut off, uh, in a gurgle, and this wolf just collapses to the ground. Fair enough. Uh, I have used my bonus action, so Rowan will simply stand next to me, okay. uh, growl at the thing, and he'll take the dodge action. So this Which means they'll have, they'll have disadvantage to attack. Disadvantage, okay. This next one comes crashing in on top of Rowan, leaping into the air, snapping and snarling. Um... Okay, he's not within five feet, so he doesn't get advantage. Um, so he launches into the into the Drake companion, um, and he, he's attacking with disadvantage, right? Yep, AC sixteen disadvantage. So its its jaws snap shut as the the Drake uh, ducks underneath the the crashing of of massive fangs, and the wolf kind of stalks backwards snarling as it's readying to to jump in for its next attack this next one rushes in and um is attacking the the ranger that just killed its pack mate and it is leaping into the air you can see the flash of fangs in the in the firelight now it you don't it doesn't have disadvantage to attack you right no and with a natural one, it kind of lands somewhat in the fire. You see, you, you smell an immediate flash of burning fur, and it takes it takes a total of one point of fire damage by burning its paw. It kind of jumps back, uh, snapping at, at the fire. And then begins to stalk with a, a injured paw back toward the ranger to ready for another blow. And then it goes back to Grant's. Um. So you're seeing a bunch of shapes and firelight, you know, melee of, of action near the firelight. You see a wolf go down. Um, some of your, your companions are, they're part, you know, in front of these stalking wolves, but you can still see them. 
pieces of them at least. Well, uh, hmm. actually, I feel like this cloak ain't doing anything for me, but yeah, I'll do that later. I'm going to look at the dog that burned his paw and say, ooh, good idea. Hot dog. All right. And you're going to cast a firebolt or a ray of frost? What are you doing? Uh, I'll try a firebolt. Okay. To, you know, basically try to cook them. The area is suddenly illuminated behind the fire as the as the sorcerer calls on on the magics that are available to him and with a 16 uh is the armor class in these 13 with plus two 15. so the bolt of fire goes right over the ranger's shoulder and slams into the face of of this wolf here and its frame is illuminated in blast of fire go ahead and roll your damage eight nice There's a screech and a yip as the wolf staggers back. Its face fur is pretty much burnt away. Blisters and charred skin are left, but it's still up. Apparently, uh, as, as a bonus action, I just kind of ooh boy, burnt dog. Ugh. Burnt dog. And then it goes to Caracos. Caracos is going to. Uh turn to this burnt wolf that attempted to bite him and attack with his sword. Alright. <laughs> with a natural one. I'll raise you see your natural one and raise you a natural one. Uh roll a one D four. One, two, three, four. Okay. Four. So you you complete your arc and your your uh blade drags you slightly this way which is good it doesn't drag you into the fire and it almost uh makes you misstep and uh trip yourself but you you catch catch yourself and you just the sheer force of the blow is what dragged the blade but uh, you do not connect and luckily you didn't drag yourself into the fire yeah and <laughs> as a bonus action i will tell rowan to attack the wolves all right and then it goes to Rowan. Who will attack the wolves? <laughs> B. He's going to attack this one here? Yeah, the one that was directly in front that I was, yeah. Uh, let me double check. It is a plus five to hit. So for a total of 21 to hit. That hits. Rowan uh, lashes out. Uh, what does he use? Fangs or claws? Or he uses his his, feet, his fangs, his teeth. Nice. Yeah. So he, his bite. his bite just um, catches this wolf, and it's too slow to dart away. For a total of seven damage. Whew, there's a crunching noise as the skull of this wolf is crushed in the drake's jaws, and it falls. Uh, that was my action, my bonus action, and my Drake's action. Uh, I will... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm done, yeah. Okay. I, can't. I would have... It's technically not my turn anymore. Alright, goes to Wolf C that's still in front of Rowan. And it, it continues its, its attack on the Drake. It doesn't have disadvantage this time. Okay. 
So with a uh, 15. That does not hit. Really? Wow. Uh, so it's, it's fangs click shut just short of the drake. And uh, it snarls and, and kind of circles back again to, to ready itself for another blow. And then it goes to Grand's. Well, seeing how Firebolt made a build thing, I'll try uh, Ray of Frost this time. Okay. So there's a that probably misses surge of magical energy behind the campfire, and then a, a, a almost a bluish lance of light um, goes above the drake's head and misses the wolf. That's it. You're going to stay right there? Okay. And it goes back to Kirikos. And uh, taking a firmer grip on my sword, I will <laughs> attempt to attack the wolf. All right. With a much cleaner strike. Twenty-three. That the short sword flashes in the night air. For seven points of piercing damage, and once again Rowan's eyes will flash. And an additional one point of fire damage will streak along the blade. Nice. So the the wolf staggers uh, underneath the a quick flash of the short sword. It's still up, but it appears to be hurt badly. And again, bonus action will be to attack the wolf for Rowan. Okay. So Rowan will attack. With a 10. So he, he leaps back at the wolf, um, who is slightly dragged off its normal path by the, the blade slamming into it. So the, the drake doesn't quite connect. All right. So the wolf takes one look around, assesses its situation, and then tucking its tail between its legs, it begins to run full tilt back off into the darkness. Does it provoke an attack of opportunity? It surely does. Well, that's an eight from... Uh... <laughs> from Caracos. So there's a there's a slice in the air. He wasn't ready for the thing to just suddenly dart away, and it doesn't quite connect it with it. Uh, Rowan has already used his reaction. His reaction, okay. So the uh, let me see here. What's here? Oh yeah, so he has disappeared off into the darkness of the forest across the road. Okay, so he's gone? Yeah, he's gone. Mm, darn. So nothing, all that is left is two corpses of these wolves that have just attacked you unprovoked, and the crackling of the fireplace, an occasional hoot from an owl somewhere. 
Well, I'll take a little bit of time to clean and dress the wolves. We got some new wolf fur. I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> okay. You got this. Appreciate sure, it. So the night draws on and it becomes the sorcerer's uh, watch. Throughout the remaining of, of Karakos's uh, watch, he was able to get the, the wolves scun up fairly well. Yep. Okay. Do I need to roll anything? Uh, I mean, if you're keeping watch, I recommend like doing your perception or something along those lines. Twenty-one. So the remaining um, hours of the of the evening go by uneventfully. Um, a few ravens wing over the the road heading into the estate, uh, but beyond that, you don't see anything until you begin to see the. Slight uh, rays of sunlight beginning to uh, cast almost a, a, a like rays across the top of the forest as the sun rises. Uh, successful long rest, or yep, yeah, you can mark yourself down for long rest. work well then uh over a breakfast of some roast wolf we can uh <laughs> get ready to go in. <laughs> not bad as long as you don't think what you're eating i mean it's a little tough but it, hey it's not too bad a free meal delivered you know it's like doordash <clears throat> hey i'm more than willing to eat anything that was going to try and eat me you notice the the area still just feels dark still as you look up the the pathway into the estate um clouds wing you know just move along overhead um not letting a whole lot of the sunlight getting get through it's a it's a gray morning but no rain yet and you just have an unsettled feeling as you stare up the the pathway into the estate Yeah, let's go. All right, let's go. So, walking by the the half half um, collapsed old gate, your feet kind of crunch on the morning grass as you head up through this very overgrown path. At one point, you can tell there probably carriages and carts would have uh, easily fit up through this but now over the years this has all grown in and there's barely a footpath here uh, to allow your travel up overgrown hedges are looming around you and occasionally you have to kind of push a, a stray branch from them out of your out of your way as you continue to to make your way up to what suddenly opens up into a very a large, what probably at one point would have been the garden or the arrival point of, of the actual mansion itself. 
Do you have any kind of essence of like how long ago this might have been? Like he talked about the rending, this is dwarf structure. Would this be more like when the dwarves were held across the river over there in the swamps and stuff? Um, for a more or less timeline or whatever? It's it's hard for you to tell. Um, you know, depending on how much you would like to do from like a history standpoint, you could you could try to see what you recall about this area and, and concerning the actual rending itself. Um, but yeah, uh, Cargos probably doesn't know an awful lot. He's from up by King's Reach and King's probably Reach, hasn't so. done a lot of uh, being a bit of an outlander. The history of the civilized, if you will, hasn't wasn't strong in his teachings. But being a Drake Warning, he probably knows at least a little bit and is interested in about the rending. So I guess there would be that. So you arrive at another gate, this one a little more um, intact than the last. And it's closed, but beyond it you see what would have been a beautiful, uh, a beautiful garden in front of a large dilapidated mansion whose upper floors have, have caved in and you're hoping the entire structure hasn't gone in on itself but it is, it's definitely in a state of massive disrepair a, So we're across from the other follow, follow, other side is where the mansion is and this correct. is Correct, yeah, if yeah. You're, you're looking through the gate where you guys are right now, you're looking through this, this gate, you can see what may have been an old water fountain at one point um and it's overgrown in moss and and uh weeds and past it uh if you continue right up through this main area is the is the main entrance of the actual structure the mansion itself well i guess we're looking for a living space is the gate closed and or locked ah uh, well uh you can give it a whirl and see well, I'll see if the gate opens. The gate swings inward with a creak of old hinges that have not been used in a very long time. But it does allow you to push it far enough in so that uh, you're able to gain entrance. It does fetch up, uh, you know, a little ways in just from the sheer unuse of, of the actual metal itself. Um, and if it feels like if you're going to continue to push, it might actually break the hinges. Well, if we can fit through, then we might as well fit through. Yep. We're skinny. So as you guys step into the garden, you can see overgrown hedges and weeds and moss um, just running rampant. Uh, off to your right, you see an occasional um, top to some type of stone sculpture. Uh, poking above some of the overgrown hedges. Um, off to your left, you see a large hedge that is um, more than two people tall, comparatively to your size. And the stone pathway leads into it, um, but you're not able to see past it as to exactly what's in there. Do I see or hear anything moving other than the rustling of the bushes and stuff? Um, give me a perception check. Twenty-three. Twenty-three, nice. So, you don't hear anything in specific, but 
you do notice that there is an unusual fog that clings to the the stone areas of the garden and um, the rays from the morning sun just don't seem to be hitting this area very well place is kind of creepy well it was described to us as a haunted mansion So I guess before we lose any kind of sun, let's uh, see if we can make our way to it. I don't trust this fog, though. Let's see if we can uh, move a little stealthily. Uh, so I guess stealthily. we'll say we make our way across towards the mansion. Stealthily. Stealthily. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a stealth check for both of you. Oh, and I assume uh, Rowan's here. Yep. 16? Uh, it's a 19 for me. And... Trying to see if I can know. Okay. Ow! Oh. Sorry, bash my finger. Ow. All right, not proficient in stealth, so it'll just be the plus one. Okay. Uh, 17 for Rowan. 17, okay. So the party's able to um, move in quietly, pretty quietly. And you've you've made it to about the the center of the of the garden. The, the fog kind of moves around your your shins as you quietly make your way through it. And in some cases, it's so thick it's hard to even see the ground through it. And I need both of you to make a Constitution saving throw. Natural 20 for 22. Woof. Rolling good. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. You need one for Rowan too? Um I do not need one for Rowan. Okay. That's where my game lock wants to freeze up on me. So the the ranger is you, you get to this this center part you notice what uh, was at one point most likely a a water fountain. There's old brackish waters collected mostly probably from the rain at the bottom of this thing. Whatever actual water that used to funnel to this thing is no longer coming. And there's a, a an odd scent in the air at this point as you. As you get there, you kind of rub your nose a little bit and shake your head. You, you're, you're fine. You continue to glance around. And then suddenly you notice your sorcerer friend just start to walk away, heading off down to what would be on this this point, uh, the east part of the garden. Am I being Boy, harmed? Grants. 
I have against I have advantage against being charmed. You you do actually. Um, roll one more time for your Constitution save. Seventeen. Seventeen. So he gets about there, and then he shakes his head. He's like, "What am I doing?" He kind of steps back, rubbing at his nose. Are you all right? No, that was just weird. My mind went blank for a minute. And that only happens when I drink really bad whiskey. Is there something down there we should check out then, or we should move on? So we get out of the fog. <laughs> we climb over the... It's, it's a sunny day. It should, there shouldn't be fog. It's weird. Well, it's overgrown. Let's make our way towards the... Continue going towards the mansion. To the mansion? Okay. So you step up um, on either side. Get past the the fountain. And you, you're closing in on the, the main entrance to this, this uh, ancient mansion. And you can tell immediately from as you get closer, the, the structure of it is definitely dwarven. The, the precisely cut large stone blocks in the foundation and the precisely cut pillars that go up the side uh, made of stone that have withstood the the many many years that his it has stood here you can tell though there's there's a lot of breakage and shifting you're not sure from what you're not really sure what could have damaged this stone building with in such a capacity uh, but there are chunks of walls that are missing the entire upper floors have fallen in and in one of the windows on the left of it, you can still see a uh, what looks like a fabric from a very, very old drape that is gently blowing in the morning breeze. Um, the main two large wooden doors at the front of the mansion still stand, uh, and they are presently closed. And then as you step up a little bit closer, something rises up out of the fog on either side of you guys. Off the stone or in front of us? Side? Uh, literally right to um, your, your left and right. Basically, they're in the green. So these forms that almost use the, the fountain as a source of their their being rises up out of the fog on either side of you. You can see their frames shift slightly as the as a few of the rays of the sun kind of come down into the courtyard. Um, they almost shudder for a moment, but continue their attack on you. And one second. I'll have you guys roll your initiative.
Haven't seen anything come through yet. Oh, I rolled it in my show. I, I might be getting a delay or something in my... Uh... I wonder if it's because of how many windows I have open here. Uh, I haven't seen riches, but I rolled an eight. Okay, I'm just going to manually fill it in. 22. 22. Yeah, I got a delay. Like, I'm still not seeing his, although it does, it shows that he rolled a minute ago, but I don't have a uh, number yet. 16 armor class on Ruin, right? Yes. Yeah, not sure what's going on there. I may just have to have you guys tell me what your role. So, so Grands, um, as this this entity rears up out of the fog to his right, its form is shifting and moving, and it's, and it's almost deriving its source of, of its darkness from the fountain itself. It seems like, and it uh, has no real structure to it, other than maybe even almost slightly shaped like the uh, the fountain itself as it rears up. And uh, he is able to react first. What would you like to do? Uh, you got. Uh, I'm. Guess I'm gonna back up a little bit. Because this is some weird stuff. All right. So the, the sorcerer starts to backpedal. I'm going to attack B with a knife because he's within melee. Okay. So a, a dagger flashes into the sorcerer's hands and he whirls into action. Ten. So the, the, the blade slashes out and... It just doesn't find any any purchase in the uh, the form that's in front of him, and uh, it just goes right through it. Uh, I got very perplexed look on my face, like is this some kind of illusion? That's it. All right. So then it goes to the one that is right next to Kirikos. So it rears up and reaches out and tries to touch the ranger. With a 13, its grasp just can't connect and it misses uh, getting a hold of the ranger as its form shivers and shakes in the sunlight. The very dim sunlight. And it goes to this one, who tries to do the same thing to the um, to the sorcerer, but first it floats closer and reaches out. And is just not able to get a hold of the sorcerer as he's backpedaling toward the fountain. And then it goes to Karakos. Mm. 
Karakos is going to step here. Okay. <laughs> and take a uh, draw his sword and take a slash at B. All right. Short sword is suddenly moving again. Total of 16 to hit. 16 hits. The blade edge drags through this odd form, and you can see particles of the shadow of shadows swirling around it as it exits the main part of the form. For a total of five, and once again, uh, Merlin's eyes are fiery red. Okay. Another three points of fire damage. Along with, the, the blade, yeah. along with the particles of, of uh, shadow that the blade tears out of the form, there's a sudden blast of fire that lights it up, and you can see it recoil, and you hear this uh, odd, ethereal, almost scream that echoes from somewhere in the mansion grounds, but not exactly where you would think it would be. It just it seems to be all around you, echoing. All right. Uh, and I will... Uh... Uh, tell Rowan to attack as well. All right. Where is... Which one is Rowan attacking? Rowan will also attack B. Okay. For a total of 18 to hit. His his jaws clash into the, the shadowy form and is able to connect. Seven points of piercing damage. All right. So almost spewing shadow particles from his mouth, he kind of reopens his jaws after connecting with the thing and, and is readying for another strike. End of your turn? Uh, yes. All right. Goes back to Grands, who is... he's You can feel the fountain is behind him now as this thing is surging toward him. But uh, his friend appears to have damaged this thing somehow. Um. Are you sure this ain't illusion? I'm going to try the dagger again. Okay. So he slashes back up with a dagger. Fifteen? Fifteen connects. The dagger punctures into the shadowy form, and you can feel resistance to when he hits it. Okay, maybe it ain't a... just a projection. Five damage. Five total, okay. So pieces of, of shadowy particle begin to slide off this thing's form, it starts to cascade back toward the ground, but it is is struggling to remain where it's at. Uh, anything else Grands wants to do? No, I'm good. So this this one here whirls and and attacks into Rowan, tries to reach out and and 
grab a hold of the uh, of the Drake. And with a five, it definitely misses. It, it tries to connect, but it just cannot. The Drake slips by the blows as these things uh, move and coalesce into the areas that you're in trying to connect with you. All right, goes to this one here who, who lashes back out toward the sorcerer. And with a 12, it is not able to connect. It's grasping uh, arms just whirl past the, the sorcerer as he ducks by them. And it goes to Karakos. You said uh, the sort of moaning like that was didn't seem to be coming from the directly that. Is there any way I can try to pinpoint where I might have heard it coming from? You, you could try, yes. Uh, like if you made a, a good perception check. I'll try that. Not great, but 14. 14? If you had to guess, it's in the western quadrant of the, of the garden. So, towards the... Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to say which way like that. Towards the... Uh, the large hedge. Edges over here, the over towards yep. the large hedge. That has a path that leads into it, correct. Like I said, I can see the path from over here, but not over here, right? That's where it's, it's overgrown. It's overgrown, but it's it's like an awning. So parts of it have like dangled down across the path, but you can see the path clearly was meant to go through there. All right. Well, that's worth investigating here in a moment. Uh, but I'm going to attack B first, strike out with my sword first. Okay. With a 23 to hit. 23. That definitely hits. You can feel, again, the, the pressure against the end of your blade as you slash at it. For a total of 9 damage. Whew. With a final uh, uh, echoing scream, the particles of this, of this entity just finally finish cascading into the ground, and it disappears. Now this here, this green that's behind, is that like lawn or is that overgrown or a shrub? It's, like, it's, can I walk behind him? It's long grass. You can go behind him. And uh, not turning my back on him, but I'm glancing through the uh, through the overgrown uh, arboretum or whatever it is there. Through it, okay. You um, give me one more perception check. Uh, 17. 17. You see the tiniest of blue flashes through some of the foliage. Just just a quick little flash. Alright. That's worth something like that. And I will bonus action tell uh, Bruin to turn and attack the other shadow. Okay. You can hear the drake snarling as it lunges. Uh, dirty 20 to hit. Dirty 20. Its jaws connect again, tearing shadowy particles off the creature's structure. Total of five piercing. All right. 
So Shadow kind of drifts off the drake's jaws as he rips pieces of the um, ethereal form. And, I, and I'll just say out loud, there's something something over behind this hedge. All right, goes back to Grand's. Gotta look at it and say, hey, you, chill out and use a ray of frost. Oh, chill out and see what you did there. Okay, go ahead and make your attack roll. Six. Ooh. Well, the it was an awesome delivery line, uh, but the ray of frost goes wide off to the right, and you can hear it crystallize against the overgrown hedges in front of the mansion. Rowan Snickers. <laughs> I would like to move over to... Uh, where Rowan is. Oh, well, he's right next to you. Oh, I thought he was... Oh, okay, never mind. I'm good. No one saw that. <laughs> All right. You gonna stay right here? Yeah. All right, it goes to this. It drifts closer, prompting a reaction from the ranger. Boy, those reactions are great. An actual one. <laughs> well, you were busy, you know, looking at that flash, and then yeah, I was. It was half-hearted. Yeah, then you see over your shoulder things drifting away. You're like, oh crap! And you, you you try to slash out, but the the end of your blade catches into the some of the long grass, and you kind of wrestle it free, sending grass up into the air. And then there is the entity. It drifts up in front of the sorcerer. You can feel cold like, against your skin, and then it reaches out for you. With an 18. I believe that. Shield. Okay. Uh, what does shield do specifically again? It'll add 5 to his armor class till the end of his. To the beginning nice. of his next turn. So, um. Mark off, the, of course, your your first level. And as this thing reaches for you, it starts to connect, and you feel a surge of magical energy as the uh, sorcerer kind of raises his arm, and a, an invisible barrier just stops this, this thing's attack cold. All right, goes to Karakos. So is this totally obscured? Is there... You could push through. There's like old pieces of, you know, there's like long branches and not quite vines, but very thin weed-like vines hanging down. You could push your way in there if you wanted to. But it is very difficult to see past it. Uh, can I make in like an attack at the vines to sort of like cut some away with my oh, short yeah. sword? Yep. Yeah, if you're uh... one more step closer to it. I guess that's what I will do with my action. Okay. Let's go to machete through, uh, and I will tell, uh, as a bonus action, tell uh, Rowan to attack the attack A. Okay. Give me a. When it's give me an attack roll for your your blade against these vines and branches. Uh, fifteen. Oh yeah, with an easy slash, um, you 
connect into these, just give me a damage roll. Uh, six. Six. So you you cut a uh, a significant amount off right at the top, and they fall and hit the old stones at your feet. And puffs of fog swirl up, and you see past it. There is a um, what looks to be a stone structure near the backside of the the hedge inside this enclosure, and there is some type of black liquid moving around inside of a bowl-like stone structure there. It's not the bowl that we're looking for, is it? Uh, it does not appear. He described it as palm size, and this one is probably... It's it's big. Fair enough. Almost like a... You know, I wouldn't quite say it's a bird bath, but it's it's definitely large. What is that idea? Gotcha. Yeah. Alright. Uh, Alright. So, that was my movement and my action and my bonus action was to tell Rowan to uh, attack so okay Rowan will attack uh, but is somewhat distracted with an eight <laughs> misses misses the shade <laughs> he's, he, you know he, he's watching his master over there uh, hack it away at vines he's like well, I wonder where he's going but he, he attempts to connect with this thing's form but he just quite can't connect this time Fair enough. Can't hit them all. Nope. And then it goes to Grants. It'll be way overpowered if I hit every time. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grants is confused. His cloak of protection doesn't seem to be working. Mm. He's looking around. Is there a button I need to push? Click, 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 click. What are you talking about? You haven't been hit yet. That's right. I know, but my arm class should be 17 instead of 16. Uh... Does the cloak... Have you a... You didn't attune a, to it. You haven't attuned to it. It requires attunement. You have to scroll all the way down to the bottom and click that off. Actually, I'm not sure if it does require attunement. Uh, it does. Okay. Yeah, it's showing there. All he has to do is just oh. click the check. Well, then... In that case, then, uh, yes, yeah, there is a yeah, button you have to yes, push. Yes, I found the button. <laughs> As I find the button, I stab the thing in front of me, screaming, No touchy! All right. I think I might have gone to bard school for a semester. So the, uh, are you doing that with a dagger? Or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm attacking with the dagger while yelling, no touchy. All right. Let her rip. I did. 17. 17. 17 connects. So the, the dagger slashes out in the sorcerer's hand and you feel again, you're dragging through that form and it slows down and it, it's hurt. Seven points of damage. I'm doing better with the dagger than I am with the spells. So the particles of the shadow drift off as you exit the side of its form from where you slashed. It is still up. And the ranger can see the liquid in the bowl structure shift and shake. All right, end of Grand's turn. Yeah, I'm just going to yell over at the ranger, what are you doing over there? Come kill the thing. Uh, there's something over here, and I think it may be where it's coming from. 
All right, it then goes to this shadow. And intent on bringing one of you down, it reaches out again for the sorcerer. with a six uh it definitely fails it, it is just grasping at anything that it can and is totally missing the sorcerer as he's sidestepping it uh and then it goes to Karakos. i'm gonna move up to this thing okay does it look like i can i don't know tip it over or another way otherwise or other like spill this liquid out Definitely or is. is there some kind of like cover it or something? It's a sturdy stone structure, but the way it's shaped is kind of like a bird bath. So you feel like if you had enough force behind you, you might be able to tip it over. Yeah, I'll give it a try. I'm not terribly strong, but I'll give it a good whack or kick. Okay. I'm a Spartan kick it. All right. This is Sparta. And you want a uh, strength or yeah, athletic or? Give me, um, Give me an athletics check here. 16. 16. So there is a swift crack, and uh, Grands can hear stone breaking and shifting, and this structure falls off to the side. The liquid splashes out into, onto the ground. There's this hissing, almost screaming-like noise, and suddenly the, the figure in front of Grands dissipates into the little sunlight that is coming down into the garden. Well, now that was bizarre. It just went away. Well, there was some over here. You want to come make some kind of mumbo-jumbo magic test on this thing? I don't know what it doesn't look natural to me. I'll go look at it. Okay. Uh, so what would you like to use on it? You've got history, arcana... Religion, nature. Uh, I'll throw a nature check just because that's the that would be my point of reference. Okay. Uh, if I know anything like that, I'll try Connor. Okay. That's a six nature. A six nature. So, it, as expected, they're twenty. Really really isn't anything in, in, from a, a natural standpoint that uh, Karakos can pinpoint what this thing would be. But his sorcerer friend is is leaning over it, kind of tapping his lips in, in uh, deep thought. He's seen things like this before in, in some other places of the world. And typically, any type of magical liquid is held in reinforced containers and it is it wouldn't be out of the norm that if some type of force had collected in this area over the course of many years it could have found its way to a place where it couldn't just drain out of or seep into the ground 
and the stone structure that was here before it was knocked over uh, definitely could be a, a uh, the type of structure that could hold mag some type of magical liquid. Okay, what what kind of guy puts this in a garden? That is weird. Well, that I think was just sort of a strong stone structure or something like that, and someone put liquid in it or it just gathered over time and seemed to be able to manifest into strange shadows and stuff like that. Well, that Look over at the fountain. Is there anything coming hard. up under the fountain where I saw brackish water? Say that again? I said, I'm looking over at the fountain. Is there anything uh, over near the... Uh, where there was brackish liquid in the fountain? Was there anything look like there might be rising up out of that? Or No changes. To the fountain, it's still just yep. the brackish water and stuff like that? Yeah, it's got moss in the bottom and, and uh, most likely rainwater is collected in it and continues mm -hmm. to... Just uh, to be sure, uh -oh. I'm gonna firebolt the fountain just to make sure. So there's a sudden lacing of 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 uh, fire that gouts out from the sorcerer's fingertips. Uh, make an attack roll for me. The fountain, right? Yep. Thirteen. And you do hit it. You, you, it slams into the fountain. There's a, um, a sudden splash of flame against the stone structure. Moss peels back, sending this acrid smell into the air. But nothing else occurs. Okay, I think we're good. Now, how's the fog doing? Is it dissipating at all? Or is it still just hanging on? Uh, it feels like it's still here. Fire bolt didn't clear up any of it? I mean, it would, I say, it probably dissipated a little bit around us, but it's not. It's either not connected or there's a lot more than just that one source. All right, we're burned daylight. Let's go in the house. All right. So you guys are moving up to the entrance of the mansion? Yep. So you step up to the large wooden double doors of this ancient structure and there's still an old metal pull ring on the front of the door I, I'm sorry I have to as a complete utter smart ass I go and pull on the knocker and knock on the door there's an echoing resounding thuds inside of the house that you can hear come back out through the broken windows and areas that the structure itself is broken. But no answer. Yeah, I guess no one's home. Yeah, I didn't really figure there's anybody here. <laughs> Do the doors look like they're locked or anything like that? They don't. Well, you already did the whole thing. Why don't you go ahead and open the door? How heavy are these doors? I mean, they're big. They look heavy. I'll, Just give me an I athletics check. Can't. Athletics? Mm-hmm. 
13. 13. So you, you throw your shoulder against it, pressing in on the door. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute, it's got a pull ring. And then you grab a hold of that. And then you... You can hear ancient hinges creaking open. And you're suddenly greeted with the sight before you. One second. What is that? Inside, uh, there's a massive uh, atrium, an entryway for greeting large groups of people. There are stone pillars that go up to the second floor. There's massive cracks running through the roof above you, which would be the second floor, most likely under the strain of collapsed materials above. There's a massive stone statue of a winged figure standing in the center. It looks like um, it's, it's not a dwarf, and it's hard to make out from here in the dim light exactly what that that thing is but it is it stands in the center of, of the atrium this massive structure on the past it on either side are these old rickety stairs that lead up and you can tell from the crushed in weight that there is nothing available up past those stairs that you can get to at least from this this end of the house off to your left and right you see old doorways that are shut uh, there's a thick layer of dust across everything pieces of rubble are built up on the floor where some of the structure above is caved in slightly and there are also two doors um, if you continue looking to your north like you would be on this map from the entryway uh, one on the left and one on the right and past the, the structure, you see another large doorway that looks like it could be exiting out of the back of the structure. Well, this isn't creepy at all. <laughs> this used to be a dwarf's family home? I don't know. That's what you've been told. You know, look at that. Look at that. Does that look like a dwarf thing to you? Well, I mean... You actually think that they would only know or, uh, I don't know, aspire to being dwarves? I would say the masonry outside was definitely dwarvish. Um, so we're looking, he suggested maybe a living area, so let's see if we can find a living area first. I'm going to step into the room. And, uh, do I see anything moving in this area? Moving or hear anything? So you, you walk As in, I get a little closer to the statue, I guess. Your feet make slight creaking noises on the floorboards below you, and your feet stir up literal puffs of dust. It has been many, many years since someone has been here. Um, you, you immediately don't hear anything, like, with your passive perception of... of anything stirring from your movement inside. It is very dim in here. I'll right. enter and cast uh, Dancing Lights around us to give some light. Okay. So there's a sudden 
swirling uh, of these four torch-sized lights that um, suddenly hover into into being around. Um, is it you specifically, or or is it a certain location? Um, I actually have a pretty good range. It's got like 120 foot range. I'll just spread them out throughout the room. Okay. So suddenly these four lights just kind of appear in in the various areas of lighting this this room up. Old ancient torch holders um, and lantern holders glint with the new light that's shed into the room on the walls. Broken pieces of pottery and ripped uh, old paintings hang on the walls. Like the ranger oh. said, it's not creepy at all. Oh yeah, this yeah, this is definitely weird. No wonder everyone thinks it's haunted. Look so, at the decor. So where did you move uh, into the room? Right there on the rug. Okay. Can we get any clearer look at this statue with the? Uh, you can. The lights room. Yeah, with the lights, uh, with the lights in the room, you, it's illuminating this statue. You you see what looks to be um, a humanoid of some type with long hair and almost bat-like wings coming off their back. They're, they're in armor, and they have um, a decorative, of course it's all in stone, but a decorative type of blade point down into the ground, rising up to their their hands as they stand there in a semi-attention stature. An unusual figurine, for sure. All right, we are back. So this is a strange figure. Uh, is there any kind of iconography of it that I recognize? Uh, religious or or anything like that? Significance? Ah, you could try a roll on that if you wanted to. Do you want to do a, like a historical or, or religious? Uh, it doesn't really matter in this respect. I get the same both ways. So. Okay. I did roll a 19 religion. Ooh. This is uh, some type of rendition of, of a celestial being. Um, while the bat wings were a little, um, little confusing at first, the armor and blade that they're holding, you have, you have heard, or, or you've seen some text about uh, the, these celestial style beings and perhaps even their place on the, in the vast lands before the rending. So Is this, there any writing on it? Uh, well, give me an investigation check. 
14. So a quick assessment of it, there's no specific writing on there are some runes that are etched into the blade that might be celestial in nature but you're really not sure there just seem to be letters and they don't really form a discernible word however there is a plaque on the um, laying in the ground in front of it clearly broken from some kind of stand that's written in dwarven well if he points that out to me I'll come over and have a look at it what is this I can read Dwarven. So you kind of brush the dust away and you look down at the wooden plaque. And in Dwarven it reads, Unearthed from the excavation off the coast of Breakshore. Ah, so it was dug up off the coast of Breakshore. The statue, anyway. So the question is, was it unearthed at the same time the bowl was? And is this the source instead of the bowl? But, fair enough. Uh, are there, are there, are these other things, are these pillars, or do they look are. like there's any other? They're so big. this is on display. Does it look like anything else that might have been on display around here? Or is, I mean, this obviously has a very prominent position, but. Um, where would you like to check in the room? I'm going to move to the, uh, to the right over here, move and make my way towards that door. I'll say uh, if I see anything like smash display cases or shelves or things like that that might look like they might have had things on them, I'll okay. look for that. Uh, give me an investigation check as you move that way. And a natural 20 for 21. Whew. So as you pass this piece of um, massive parts of the rubble over here, you notice the what looks like the remains of several stands and there are smashed pottery pieces in and around and it looks like perhaps that pottery might have been at one point on the stands until the pieces of the ceiling let loose and came down on top of them at a quick glance can i see does any of the pottery resemble the bowl that we got a sketch of no it, it more is in, uh, clay-like in in structure and is um has some red and blue painted designs on it uh, but nothing like a stone bowl okay fair enough is that a door yes you want to see what's inside that's where I was going oh well sorry after you then well I mean we gotta we gotta check we're looking for the bowl so um, check rooms in, so I'll bring my lights and okay. open the door and put, say, how many are there? There's three four. lights, four lights? I believe there's four. Two in here, and I'll run two inside the room after the door's open. Hey, look. So it's, what is it? The door creaks open more dust filters down from the ceilings and that you can actually hear as, as pieces of the flooring above actually falls and hits the floor in here. The 
light from your dancing light sources uh, floods into the room and you see what looks to be an old room sitting room really with a uh, a still once elegant table uh, broken pieces of dishware and, and utensils on the on the table itself broken pieces of, of furniture an old very nice sofa in the kind of northern part of the room and it looks like it goes around the corner as well uh, the room itself and you can feel the cool breeze of the the morning air and fog coming in through broken windows and what may be something even further into the room once you get in well it didn't sound like it was a dinner bowl that he was describing but we might as well look and see if anything was stored in here make my way this way and have a peek around the corner so as you you get in the you're able to see around the corner you see old broken up bookcases you see what looks like a reading table and then then quite literally in the eastern wall there's a section that is completely caved out opening into the the dark gloomy forest beyond and there's even a shred of fog that kind of drifts in from here, partly into the room. Uh, well, keeping an eye out for bowls. I'd like to see if there's any on, if this is just books or paraphernalia, or if there's a bowl or anything like that. Okay. So the ranger begins to search the room. Is there any books? Books are good. Books are your friends. Just to scale you guys down just a little bit so you fit into the squares easier. Yep. All right. Uh, what's the sorcerer doing? I will aid in his search. Okay. So you you step in and you begin to go through the room looking for any shred of what potentially could be assistance here. And as you do, um, as you get to this northern part of the room, there's a flickering of light by the uh, by the reading desk, and a sudden peeling, almost scream-like, uh, crashing sound that begins to swell into the room. From the reading, or from outside? From the reading desk. Okay. Is it at least dwarf-sized? Um, it is hard to tell. Oh, Beginning to wonder if this is actually a dwarf state. <laughs> uh, one second. Well, uh... although if they were a family of collectors, they'd have all kinds of stuff. Correct. And actually, it's actually extremely women? racist of us to assume that the rest of the dwarf's ancestors were all dwarves. True. They're tr <laughs> Cancelled! Uh, let me see. But... Alright, I'm going to have you guys roll your initiative. And if it doesn't auto-populate, uh, I'll let you know. Keeping a roll of single-digit initiative rolls? Yeah! 
I got six. A six. I rolled an eight. For a total of eleven. <laughs> oh wow! Well, the, this thing didn't do any better than than you. Oh, total of eleven. Yes, total of eleven. Sorry, it did, if it didn't populate, it was a total of yeah, eleven. I yeah, rolled an eight for a total of eleven. And yours was a six, right, uh, Rich? Oh yes. Let me add Rowan in here. So this figure just surges up almost like it's coming through the floorboards. A scream begins to fill into the area. And uh, Karakos feels like he can react. Uh, not really liking that. I'm. He's going to uh, move back here, vault over the table, and go back to here, drawing his longbow as he goes. <laughs> okay. Holy crap. He's going to uh, fire. All right. So he, he gets back to as far as he can into the room, then pulling up the his bow, he's firing arrows over the top of this uh, very large, wonderful table. For a 21 to hit. 21 definitely uh, hits. Um, yes. Yeah, so the the arrows tear into this thing's form. For a total of 11 piercing damage. Oof. Uh, and uh, again, fire will lace along the arrow as uh, Rowan infuses the strike. For an additional four points of fire damage. Four points of fire damage, okay. There's a flash of flame that runs around the upper portions of this thing's body. It's, it's hollowed um, sections of where eyes should be filled with a flame, and it reels. Uh, and as a bonus action, I will say follow the arrow, and Rowan will come into the room. Okay. So and take a bite. Drake races in and attacks. No, I've forgotten. At, at your level, can you have your your pet attack in the same turn? I have to use my bonus action to tell it to attack. Okay. It's essentially he you, he takes his turn directly after mine. So essentially, but I've used my I used my bonus action to tell it to attack. Then it's its turn and it attacks. Okay. So it technically attacks on its turn, but I use my bonus action to tell it to attack. Right, right. Because I know. I was trying to remember Finn's Finn's Ranger. Like he, at a certain point, you like at a certain level, you can make it so they attack on their own, essentially. Yeah, the Beastmasters are. They've changed the Beastmasters around a little bit, and the Beastmasters are different than the Drake Warden. Uh, and I, it may change as it goes up. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but it used his he uses his reaction to give me the the uh, infused strike, and he can use his reaction at any point. Uh, until it comes back, and then uh, uh, it, he rolled a natural twenty. 
Did he? Okay. A total of 25 to hit. So <laughs> Drake leaps into this thing's form, just ripping in, and he connects. For a total of 12 points of piercing damage. Nice. So this thing's reels and is shaken by the, the Drake slamming into its form. And then it's its turn. And it moves forward, floating through the, the, the body of, of the Drake and reaches out for the sorcerer. Uh, that looks like it's going to hit you. Any reaction from the, uh, from the sorcerer? Um. Because I think, I, am I supposed to just tell you whether or not it's going to hit you before you know the result? And then you determine if you want a shield, or do you get to know the role for optimal shield? I'm not sure. Let me take a look real quick. Uh, an invisible barrier of magic force appears and protects you until the start of your next turn. You have a plus five bonus to AC, included, including against the triggering attack. And you take Doesn't no damage say. from magic missile. Uh, one reaction, which you take when you're hit by an attack or targeted by a magic missile spell. Uh, so I guess I'm, I'll just tell you that, yes, this is going to hit you. And I'll let you make the call. Shield, why not? Okay. So you flash the shield up, which brings your AC to 22, right? Uh, yeah. So just as these these incorporeal fingers are about to reach into your chest, you see the sorcerer kind of shrink away to the wall quickly in this a, a flash of a magical barrier, and this entity recoils as if its fingers uh, just can't connect. All right. And then it goes to Grands. Uh, I'm going to say, God, what is this place with touchy? No touchy. And I'll stab it with the dagger. Okay. So his trusty dagger is back in his hand, and he slashes out at this thing. Maybe I should have made a rogue. <laughs> 19? 19. You can see the edges of the of the dagger slash into its form, and it shakes and shifts, and you can feel that familiar drag. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage. 7? Seven. 7, okay. So it, it reels slightly, uh, and you can see it almost uh, sh shivers, and it's still there in front of you, but it's not looking so great. It looks like it's 
starting to lose touch on this uh, I I don't like being this close so I've got to move to the corner okay so the sorcerer backs up into the corner it uses its reaction to try to hit him but he still I believe still has the bonus from that AC right Uh, I think it's the beginning of his turn. You have to read that whether it was, goes away at the beginning of his turn or the. Uh, I think he still until has the start of my next turn. So yeah, yeah, I still have it. So it tries. Well, to... he used it on its turn. Oh, correct, correct. And yeah. then it was his turn. Yeah, that's right. So he do, he does not have it currently. So it reaches out again, but it it didn't matter because it's not able to uh, it's not able to to hit hit him as he backs up into the corner. And you see its its face twist into a a, a silent okay, that's, and a frustration, and it goes back to Kirkos. That's not how I was reading it. Until the start of your next turn, you have a plus five bonus to AC. So remember, you have a reaction that's going to be used on someone else's turn, and that's why you have the reaction. I mean, technically, you could use it in your turn, but it'd be very, very rare that that. Would oh, happen. okay, I, yeah, okay, I get it now. I was reading wrong. All right, from there it goes to Karakos. I'm gonna knock another arrow and let fly. All right. Uh, that's a thirteen to hit. 13 to hit it slams into it, it just its upper left shoulder tearing into its its form and for a total of eight damage eight damage uh, and then also it's flaming for four more points of fire damage okay the the form lights up in the flame. It, it's its fingers reach up toward the sky and in a wordless scream, it's like it's sucked into the floorboards and it disappears. I'm going to look around for any other container that might be holding black liquid. <laughs> so you start looking around. I or at least around. back to looking for bowls. I just look around like, what the hell is this place? Again, we were told it's haunted. You didn't really believe him, did you? I mean, he told us the story. Why wouldn't I believe him? Because the guy was clearly drunk when we talked to him? At three in the afternoon? He is a dwarf. Alright, I'll go back over to there to looking around to see again okay. looking for this silly bowl. Alright, give me an investigation check. All assist. Okay. So with advantage. Eighteen. Eighteen. So you find like this odd uh globe-shaped map, basically, that's sitting on a stand still covered in thick layers of dust. You find broken pieces of, of old bottles that probably once held, you know, special liquors and, and those types of things. The The old bookcase is, is still intact, and there are shreds of paper still hanging onto old, rotten, rotted-out uh, book, book casings. But um, 
nothing that popped up to you uh, uh, that is a stone bowl with black runes. No other kind of like display case or anything like that in here that might have had stuff just, on it. Just the, the, the odd globe-shaped thing over there. There's a few um, shelves that are against the walls that may have held something at one time. Um, but at this point, it, whatever was there is no longer there. Does the globe-shaped thing open up? Uh, so you get over to it, and um, if it was just by brushing the dust off of it, you don't think it opens up, but it looks like a representation of some of the maps you've seen of the Vastlands. Gotcha. Alright, well, there's nothing I can do with that. Uh, I guess this room is clear, unless there's a trapdoor under the table. <laughs> but with the initial investigation, I think I don't see a bowl, so okay. probably should move on. All right. Where would you like to move? Does this wall look like it just fell or it's, like it was pushed out? Probably when the on? upper floors caved in, it probably some of the, the load of that force was impacted into this section of the wall, which caused it to cave in. Yeah, it doesn't look like some troll bash through no, or anything like no. that. Not that you can tell, at least. Yeah, not from that. Yeah. All right. Does your tune have dark vision? Yes. Does the other guy, the, your pet, have dark vision? Yes. Then why, why do I have the lights going? Because it helps with, uh, still helps with perception. Yeah, you're able to see color. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was just saying, wait a minute, we all have dark vision. Why am I doing this? Yeah, if you need to drop it while we do some other stuff. No, no, it's a concentration. That's the only concentration I got going. Yeah. But. but it definitely does come in handy when we're actively, you know, looking for things. All right, so, let's check the other room. Might as well. Oh, make your way back across to the other room, okay. across the way. So you guys get back out into you the nature. Well, well, hold on. What about this room? We're already on this side. Well, isn't that upstairs? No, there's a door right. Oh, here. there's a door right there. That okay? Let's check that door. I didn't. I missed that. I, I missed that. That was a door. Sorry. For some reason, to me, that was up the the fade the stairs and up there. But okay. I shall open the door and throw in two lights. All right. So. The, the door swings inward. And the dancing lights flood into it. And uh, It's a kitchen as I look through the doorway. And immediately it does look like there was... It's either some type of old kitchen or storage. You're, you're not 100% sure exactly what it is. Hey. Send in your pet, see if you can find a old biscuit or something. Maybe a bone. He can go in and have a look around. He does have passive perception. So the, the drake skulks into the room, his, his claws clicking on the stone-laid floor. Clearly of dwarven make. Mm -hmm. Does anything attack him? Uh, he will sniff around. Yours. 
Its perception's pretty good. <laughs> Investigation might not be that great, but its perception's pretty good. Uh, he has a passive perception of 12, and I can make a roll with him if you want. Passive perception of 12? Um, yep. I mean, he um, he doesn't readily sense any danger or anything along those lines. He he feels that this uh, the room is is empty from that standpoint. That that's what he can do. <laughs> Let's go and investigate. All right. Alright, uh, so you step into the room. You can readily see that there's just broken pieces of, of uh, crates and barrels. The large table in the center of the room is, is cracked down the middle. Broken pottery and glass lie across the room. There is even in a section of the wall that is is partially collapsed. You can see through it to, to the outside and the it clearly at one point was most likely a, a a place where they um either prepared food or stored uh different things it um it, it's hard to discern after many many years of ill repair as well as um collapsed damage from the structure above and is this stairs like down into a cellar there are a set of stairs, a dark set of stairs that leads down. I was say, was it up or down? <laughs> yeah, it leads, it leads down to um, what looks like a very thick wooden door. Oh, he suggested living area, so I'm inclined to look through those a little first. But if we have to go in the basement, at least now we know how to go down there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so there's not there it's not in this room. Yeah, let's clear this floor before you oh, go. Oh, you did. Yeah, I was say, did you actually roll an investigation or not? I I didn't hear. No, you've been doing the investigations. I've just been helping. Yeah, I don't know. We're neither one of us. I think are terribly talented on that. But uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, say, I got a negative one on investigation. I, I right, suck well, then it. I have a slightly better investigation than you do. <laughs> uh. We might as well clear it. Does there any look like a bowl? Like someone might have used it as a soup bowl. <laughs> hey, might as well, right? Uh, ten. Ten. So when you, you you search through the area, the, the lights bob and, and weave above you as the sorcerer and the uh, the ranger kind of go throughout the room. Um, you did find a a couple of bowls, but they are definitely not the bowl you were searching for, and so you kind of just set those to aside. They're quite old. Um, nothing uh, of real important that you're you're seeing here. No fancy silverware or anything. Uh, nothing that uh, really pops out to you. All right. I think this is... I think this room is clear for the time being. And at least we know how to get into the basement if we have to go there. Or we know how to get back up out if we fall through a floor somewhere. <laughs> so now, like you said, these stairs seem to go up and 
sort of crushed. That was these were the stairs to the right were the ones that didn't look like there was a way to get up there. Correct. Like Bo- they, both of those them. both of those stairs kind of you know how they'll like lead up to a platform that might lead right. even further. You just that is definitely not something that um, is going to be able to happen because of the structure damage above. There is it looks like a small doorway in the uh, in a structure below the stairs that's on on this side um, right here. Can we just keep going clockwise and check that out? Although I would, this is the eating. I'm thinking directly across. It might be the quote-unquote living room. Let's go over there first. Okay. Does it need? Does this look like there might have been display cases here that got discussed, like I saw on the other side? Uh, so as you pass over here, there is another um, clearly what used to be some the frame of a uh, display stand that has been crushed by falling falling debris from the roof. Here's one thing. So we're passing the statue and we saw that like mm-hmm. that. A quick look around the base. Does it look like there's any kind of like compartments or anything like that around the base? Mm, give me a, an investigation check. You want to help me with this? <laughs> or do I just do it myself? Actually, you know what? Well, we I'm already gonna, looked at the statue, didn't we? You looked for you looked for words. I'm going to take a uh, deep breath, uh, close my eyes, brief, and some a uh, little bit of uh, green light sort of swirls around my hands and up my arms. And when I open my eyes, my eyes are a little greener than normal, and I'm casting guidance on myself. Okay. I just step back and like, oh, nice trick. Uh, so that was a 12 plus a 4 for a total of 16 investigation. 16 investigation. So you find in the back of this statue, there is near the boot of the, the overall structure of the, of the statue itself, you you see that there is an indent to the left heel of the structure that maybe if you apply some pressure to it will pop open well i certainly can't resist that so i will apply some pressure to it <laughs> so the i see him doing this as i start to think shouldn't you check for so the, the button you hear there is a, um, a a puff of, of air and a, a creak of maybe old gears from somewhere internally in the in the statue itself. The heel swings out and to the left and appears to be connected by some type of mechanism. And you can hear a click, click, click. And in the bottom of the of the where the heel swung away there is a compartment with what looks like a leather sack uh well in for a penny in for a pound i'll want to reach in and pull out the sack <laughs> okay so immediately you can you can feel like this um there there is some type of monetary value inside of this of this sack for sure All right, does anything else bad happen? Doesn't appear to. Well, All right. Zach. 
I will take a couple steps away from the statue and then walk over here. And if I still don't get attacked by the statue, I was going to say, look, I'm, I will I'm look looking, inside the bag. I'm looking at the statue. Does anything happen when he starts messing with the boot? Uh, it, it doesn't appear to. Nope. Okay. It doesn't turn its head and look at us? No, it's like, hey, put my stuff back. Uh, no, it, it, it stays still. Nothing changes, but you, you continue here. Click, 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 click. What if I push... Does it move to side? Did I push... Can I push it back, or did it... I, or does it look like it would have... Does it look like it just sort of slid away? It didn't pop open or whatever like that? It, it's, um, it's connected uh, by some type of mechanism. The, gotcha. if, you're, if you're referring to the heel. Right. So So there isn't like a like a door didn't like push open that I could then or I pushed the button and something and a compartment opened. Right. And I'm hearing a click. But it like slid yeah. out of the way, it didn't like swing open that I would then swing it shut. It, it swing it, it swung open. And now the statue is clicking. I suppose I could say I could try to swing it shut again, see what happens. Yeah, you can certainly do that. So you you kind of push against the the heel, and it's, there's a little bit of pressure, but you hear, and then there's a click, and you've closed the heel. Is it still clicking? Doesn't appear to be, but I mean, it's hard to hear, you know, where the heel's closed now. But uh, you don't, you're not oh, hearing it outright. I'm gonna say. Either that was automatically to close, and that would be a brilliant feat of engineering that dwarves would do, or there's sand falling through an hourglass at the moment, and we only have a brief amount of time. So, I'm going to look in this bag, okay. and then perhaps, again, keeping a wary eye on the statue. <laughs> so, you, you you pulled open the, um, the, the drawstrings to this leather sack, and then pull the, the flaps aside, and you look in... And you see the, the glittering of, of gold coins. And immediately you can tell these are old gold coins. These are not um, recent. They, the markings on them are, are definitely many, many, many years old. Um, and one other little, little thing caught your eye uh, that's around the size of a, of a gold coin that's in there. But it's, it's actually a, a ring that looks like it's crafted out of wood with white fur on the inside of the band and on the top there's like these uh, you're not sure if they're mice or foxes or something but there's like two of them um, wrapped in around each other on the top of the band well that's interesting we got a funny furry ring and some money which is cool. I want to go over to the statue and put my ear by the boot, see if I hear anything. Uh, give me a perception check. Seventeen. hear a faint clicking noise it's in discord in the clicking. general channel is a um is a picture of the ring you found hmm. that's interesting 
Well, we should probably keep moving. Hurry up. <laughs> it's still ticking. All right, let's look in this room over here. So you have a door to the north and then a door to the west. Which one would you like to go I was go heading to? for the west when it's decided to stop yeah. and look at the... Uh... The west one? Okay. Yeah. All right, so who's who's opening the door? Heck with opening. Kick it open and throw in the lights. So the door, you hear a, a protest of old hinges just creak and scream as the door flies inward. In goes the lights. <laughs> The area is illuminated. A massive, dusty old bear rug lies on the floor. A torn-up sofa is off to the right, and some type of uh, antlered creature uh, mount is hanging on the wall covered in dust to the north. There is what remains of an old fireplace. Broken and crushed pieces have, have fallen off it, most likely from the weight of the structure falling in above and causing it to shake loose. There's um, old cabinets in the in the far south of the of the structure, as well as a, another old bookcase with maybe uh, books that are potentially still intact. It's hard to tell here. Okay, I'm gonna position one light right above the statue. I want to keep him well illuminated. Okay. Then the other one's gonna follow me, and the other one's gonna follow uh, my buddy, and we're. Yeah, we're going. We're looking. All right. I need a quick hop to the facilities. Copy that. We'll pause it here and uh, give everybody a, a few minute break here. Right, I'll be right back. All right. Resuming. So that's what you're able to see from the entrance to the door, uh, entrance to the room through the doorway. Let's go and investigate real quick. Don't step on the rug. All right. Sorry. All right, I'm here. Uh, yeah, I want to pop in. And Rowan's going to go over and look at the rug. Okay, sniffing out the rug. Yep. Uh, looking for bowls, obviously initially, but mm -hmm. also the, uh, also the the shelf. Okay. I will assist. Uh, where's the sorcerer going to be? Because you'll have to be in the room. Right about there. Okay. About the book, bookcase and stuff. All right. I will, because I have it once again, focus and cast guidance on myself. So my eyes I, could glow a little bit more again. I am assisting. Okay. So uh, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Total of thirteen. A thirteen. So as as you get throughout the room, there's nothing really over in the bookcase that you can see that would really catch your eye as far as being a bowl. Um, once you get over by the the old cabinet, you get this 
awful cold sensation as you get near the the doorway to the old cabinet that the doors that are latched it's you have a shiver that runs down your spine they're latched does it look like it's locked or possibly trapped uh, I mean, it, it just basically is closed. You don't see any readily noticeable locks, like a, something that's a keyhole or some type of barrier to prevent you from opening it. They're just closed. Well, I will put my bow away and ready my shield. Okay. And pull open the doors and do a, do a backward somersault back away from it. Okay. I would like to prepare a firebolt in case something pops out at him. Okay. All right. So the sorcerer readies um, a, the magic energies into his fingertips as he watches the uh, the ranger. Uh, give me a... Give me a... You want acrobatics or yeah, athletics? Yeah, give, give me an acrobatics check. 17. So... The ranger grabs a hold of the, the handle, then suddenly flips backward, pulling the doors open and landing uh, back into the center of the room away from the the cabinet itself. The door swings open, revealing several unusual things sitting inside the cabinet. One of them is uh, a vase with uh, twisted green blown glass. Uh, sitting next to it is a stone-looking uh, bowl, and to the right of it is a peculiar-looking candle um, candlestick holder made of silver metal. Are there any kind of plaques, and or does the bowl look like the one we've been had described? There is no plaques, and the bowl does have a ring of black runes that go around the exterior part of the bowl. Do the runes mean anything to us like is it in something or is it just it's just runic it's uh, not like a language that we might speak or they're they're small enough so you'd need to get right you'd have to be like probably picking the bowl up and and looking at them and turning the bowl so that you could see them uh, i cast mage hand and grab the bowl okay and start moving it into the bigger room into the bigger room okay so the the sorcerer cancels his, his flame in his fingertips and begins to weave the magical energies from Mage Hand. As he does. Crap. <laughs> uh, one second. Um, one second. Um, I need you to roll a strength check. Both of us? Or the mage hand? Just the sorcerer. Is the bull over like 20 pounds or something? Hmm? Uh, just let me know what you get for your strength check there. Fourteen? 
14. So you, um, as you, you do this and you pick the bowl up it with your mage hand, you, you see it begin to uh, lift off from the, from the cabinet shelf that it was placed on. As you do, something tugs at your entire body and all of your robes and travel clothes just suddenly blast upwards like if something had grabbed him and tried to hurl you into the air. But um, you, you were able to to resist the energy of, of the, your entire body being thrown. And uh, something is clearly in this room and is attacking you. Ah. That's weird. Time to leave. We got what we want. I'm gonna need you guys to roll your initiatives. To just tell me what they are. Seventy-five. Oh, actually, I just saw one come through. It might be fixed now. Uh, twenty for me. Uh, seven. Okay. Yeah, it did. It did auto fill in. Just adding Rowan in. All right. So as you feel that energy blast, uh, like something was trying to seize you and throw you into the into the roof above, uh, you're able to resist it, and it is now Gran's turn. I am going to take the bowl and I am leaving. Okay, so you're gonna take off running out into the big room. All right. The bowl is coming with me. Okay. I don't know how far I can get. That looks about good. Uh, so each one of these represents five feet. So you'd be five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Could get about there. That works for you. Yep. I'm heading out the door with bowl and toe. Okay. Um, end of your turn? Yeah, I ain't sticking around in here. <laughs> okay. Um, we got it. Time to leave. There is a, an unusual sensation as you run into the large room. And as you do, I need you to make another strength check. Another one? Mm -hmm. With the 16, you go r racing into the room. And then as your your footfall is getting closer to the door, suddenly something seizes your frame and throws you across the room. Uh, 
you're picked up and you're just thrown across, banging across the floor, smashing your head as you go cartwheeling uh, across the, the, the floor itself. Dust raises into the air and you take a total of... Seven bludgeoning damage. Where's the bull at? Uh, I'm going to have you make a dexterity check to see if you held on to it. Actually, um, so the is the Mage Hand concentration? Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. it'll be a constitution. Yeah, so it'll be a constitution throw. Basically, you got to make a DC 10 constitution. Um, but your lights are also gone now, Save. too. Yeah. Constitution saving throw? Yes. Crap. So the the mage hand winks out, and in the darkness, you hear ping, 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 ping. You're not sure where it went, and the bull is somewhere out in the room. All right. Um, and then you feel... Um, your area suddenly become, becomes colder where you've landed. And then it goes to Caracos. Bunch of thrashing and banging going on as your buddy ran out into the big room. Uh, can I make any kind of perception check to try and see if I can figure out where, what's, what's causing this? Um, let me check something real quick. Give me a perception check. A good one. Sixteen. Ooh, that was good. So, you saw Grands run out into the main room. And then you saw in a slight outline of dust that, that is raining down from the, the ceiling above after the aftermath of it trying to throw Grands into the roof initially... You saw a vague outline of... Oh, hey, it didn't do it. Hold on. Did I not mind that? One second. Vaguely out in the dust. And you saw it uh, essentially get to here, um, throw grands. You see him briefly flash across the doorway, uh, exit there from the room you're in. You see him careen off into the distance. The lights wink out, of course, when he did the mage hand. And then you saw it going this direction. That's the last time you saw it. So 
would I make an attack roll with disadvantage, mm -hmm. or what? Do I, okay. You can, if uh, depending on what you where you would like to attack, you, it will be with disadvantage, of course. But uh, I want to fire an arrow and more or less in that line that I was okay. seeing it going. Yep. Sort of deal. Okay. <laughs> so the ranger comes out fired. <laughs> Grants is trying to pick himself up off the floor. He's like, "Holy crap! This arrow's coming at me now." Well, that's a natural one. Ooh, okay. So, oh, no. Well, no, the stairs would block that. So, uh, Grans is sitting there, and all of a sudden he sees an arrowhead poke through the old wooden hand railing uh, near him as he's lifting himself off the ground. I just yell, whatever you're shooting at, you missed. <laughs> uh, and bonus action, I'm going to send uh, Rowan up to in that straight line there like that, and if he runs into something, to take a bite at it. Okay. Does it run into anything? All right. Then, uh, that's, uh, that would have been did notice that it got essentially colder in around this area. All right. Well, then, I mean, he's going to take a bite at, like I said, as it was going this way. Mm-hmm. Here, we'll say okay. he'll take a bite there. Okay. <laughs> so roll with disadvantage. Uh, total of thirteen to hit. Thirteen to hit. His jaws clap into something right here. Oh, whoa! Okay. He's got uh, really good luck with this. So he thirteen's oh, not a great roll, but at least it hit does. It, it hit with disadvantage. All right. Five point. No, uh, seven points of piercing damage. Seven points of piercing damage. So again, there's this flash for a second as this thing reels from the from the uh, Drake grabbing a hold of it, and just as soon as it was there, it winks back out of existence. Um, and in a deep, gravelly voice in Draconic, you hear, "I got it, <laughs> got it right here." And then it goes to Grands, who is laying on the floor. You have blood running out of a cut over your eyebrow. You've lost sight of the bowl. Uh, you see the Drake run up next to you and bites at something that flashes in the cold dim light just for a brief instant and then it disappears what are you doing standing up for one okay and i'm gonna use magic missiles because it's i got a general idea but i can't see anything so why not you might have to see it yeah so the, the way magic missiles reads is uh each each dart hits a creature of your choice that you can see within range. Fine. I mean, it's a very good thought. It's a very good spell. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, that is a... Invisibility is is one of its... Can uh, you cast uh, a uh, cantrip as a um, bonus action? Only if it, it says, says bonus so. action. 
you can tell what your time, if you look at your time column, if it, there's a 1A there, that means it's one action. If you see 1BA, it means it's a bonus action. And it looks like all of yours is a action, one action. Fine. I'm going to cast Blur on myself. Okay. I don't like getting hit or thrown. I, I, I can... I can definitely relate. All right, one action. It takes your concentration. Your body becomes blurred, shifting and wavering to all you can see. For that duration, any creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against you. An attacker is immune to this effect if it doesn't rely on sight, as a, as with blind sight, or it can see through illusions as with true sight. So one thing to note, that means it has to make an attack action against you and not necessarily like... A, a resist. Okay. But, but if it swings on you, yeah, blur, blur is going to help you. Uh -huh. That's the idea. All right. Um. Okay. Uh, end of your turn. Yep, that's it. Okay, and then it goes to this thing. So... I need the Drake to make a strength check. Uh, Alright, that would be... Okay. Uh, 15. 15. So something blast into him, trying to rip him off the ground and toss him into the air. But uh, the, the Drake is able to grit his teeth and lean against the force, and it does not succeed. Um, all right, then let me see here. Um, okay. And it then goes to Kerkos. Uh, I'm going to fire an arrow at that spot where my dragon bit something. Okay, how in tune are you with the with the Drake? Like, do you t do you speak telepathically or not telepathically? But he can speak. He can speak draconic, and I understand a draconic. Okay, okay. Yeah, something like that. Make a um, a quick perception check for me. A good one. Eleven. Eleven. Um. Okay. Uh. All right. I will fire there. Okay.
Well, it was a natural 20, but that was disadvantage, so <laughs> eight. So the, the, the arrow hisses through, and, and the sorcerer hears another. And an arrowhead sticks out through the, the hand, old ancient hand railing going up the decrepit stairs. Uh, and my command again is to attack it. Okay. So if it if it noticed something I didn't or whatever like that, it's going to try to attack. Give but me, it did. Give me a perception check for the drink. It's a natural one. Natural one. So, uh, yeah, the, as far as he's aware, the, everything is still the status quo. And maybe try and bite there again. Okay. All right. So that's another thirteen. Another thirteen. So his jaws snap shut into the area that he had just bit the thing in, and does not connect. All right. That was it. End of his turn? Or yep. basically your turn, or his turn, or however that works. Yep. It then goes to Grands. I shall try to attack with a Ray of Frost. Okay. Um, into what area are you attacking? Slightly above and in front of the drake show show me where so well, right, the, right there yeah, where you like last the, saw him yeah we're the late where so, I, so in other words I your ray of frost is going to go all in a straight line all the way to the south yeah okay The, uh, yeah. And make sure you roll with disadvantage, too, just because you can't see. I don't think it could get any worse than eight. That would have hit, but eight. Okay. So there, there's a crackling of frost. It illuminates into the air slightly with a blue energy, and then it blasts south, tracing past the statue and slamming into the old wall to the south. You do not notice anything hitting. Give me a perception check real quick. And actually, I should have had you roll that first. 17. Okay, so we're going to retract that statement, okay? You saw the ends of this old rug burst up with, like, sudden, like, a flare of wind or something um, over kind of going this way. You see my cursor? Okay, but I still rolled an 8 on the initial roll, so I still missed. Cur well, I'll let you re-roll it, because I, I did not have you roll perception first, but you need to tell me where you would like to shoot that Ray of Frost. Same. I miss. South? Yeah. I, it's good. I, I missed. Okay. So you saw the, the air moving this way. And I rolled at eight when I attacked, so I missed. 
but you didn't tell me where you were attacking. Through this area here. Okay. Yeah, so the, the, the ray of frost slams into the back of the statue. You can hear as ice forms on the old stone structure. End of your turn? Yep. All right. Uh, I need you to make another uh, strength check. I don't want to make another strength check. Uh, don't worry, you should be fine. Saving throw or? Uh, it says strength check. So you're basically just going to roll your uh, strength modifier. So you see where it says negative uh, one? Just click into there. Oh boy. Uh, what'd you get? Four. You succeed. <laughs> so you feel this force yeah. try to move you again, but you, you step against uh, the With energy and you succeed. Yeah. 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 And then mm -hmm. it, uh, it goes to a Karakos. And give me a quick perception check. Twenty-two. So, again puff of dust swirling up from all the ancient stuff that's floating around and you briefly see an outline right here raising its arms toward the sorcerer step up here and a fire Uh, 19 to hit. With disadvantage? Yeah, the <laughs> it was a natural 19 and a natural 14. All right. So the arrow flashes across the room. It goes past the drake's head and slams into a, an unseen entity over in that area as far as the sorcerer it can, can notice in the drake. That's seven piercing damage, and the arrow catches fire as it flies past the drake. And does another one point of fire damage. So there's a brief flash that it just highlights the form even more right in that that area. And uh, and I just say go to Rowan. Nice. And he will turn and attack at that. So he would need to get to either here or here to be able to try to hit it. Yeah, right there. He'll have follow, He'll have followed the line of the arrow, okay. caught it, set it on fire, and will attack there. So he's attacking right here, where you last, where you last saw it. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's another thirteen to hit. Not to be outdone, he his jaws click and he finds purchase. He rips into this ethereal creature's form. Ironically enough, for a total of five points of piercing damage. Ooh. I'm watching all this, right? Uh, yeah, I would assume. Okay. All right, so it goes. That's the end of. Uh, 
Yeah, that would have been yeah, that would have been my movement action, bonus action, and then his action. His action. Okay. And reaction. And then it goes to Grands. Yeah, it looked like so, the dragon got a hold of something and shook its head. So you start with a perception check, right? Uh, I mean, he's he's. I mean, unless you want to go off that. Right, he sees where the 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 Drake has bit. He's seen where the arrow has slammed into something and then ignited. Is there a floating arrow on fire? Uh, you don't see it. There's no. It doesn't stay on fire. But there is. But do I see a floating arrow? You, not that you can immediately tell. Crap. Okay. Do you have anything that's AOE or directional or... You can call an attack into that area, the last that you saw it. Like Cone of Fire or... No, one. no, I didn't learn that one. Okay. Should have, but I didn't. <laughs> and if I did, your pet would be in the danger zone. What do we know about red dragons? That was on a different pal different tune. <laughs> uh, I'm really starting to wonder about my choice of magic. Um, I mean, again, you can throw disadvantage, throw your your uh, yeah. bolt again. You have you have a better you have a better idea of where it might be it's it's always going to be disadvantaged when it's invisible uh but this is how you deal with invisible things there this is their advantage i'm gonna do a firebolt at disadvantage firebolt at disadvantage okay Twelve. Looks like 12. So there's a flash of fire illuminating the old ancient atrium that you guys are in. And then suddenly a frame is lit again in that spot by the fire. <laughs> Roll your damage. Seven damage. All right. It finally hit something. All right. End of your turn? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right. And now it is Karakos's turn. Strike save? Nope. Uh, if you want to give me a uh, perception check, you can. Oh, it didn't. It didn't do an attack thing, or it doesn't appear to have. Doesn't appear to have. Uh, disadvantage, right? Uh, no, no, no. That's a perception check. So. Oh, then twenty-one. Uh, so. Um, with the the wash of cold air, like something was swung by your head, you realize that this thing is somewhere near you, like right up on you, and tried to strike you. Gotcha. Do I have any idea of 
Which direction? Uh, with the 21, I'm going to say it is either this square in front of you or this square right to the diagonal toward the stone column. Let's say it's here. I'm going to say it came right straight at me, and I'm going to fire right here. Okay. And I'm using, I'm already attacking with a disadvantage you anyway, might as well, so I'm right? just going to use the bow, yeah. Yeah. Just make sure to remove some of the arrows as well. Yep. Uh, 16 to hit disadvantage. 16 with disadvantage. So you, Ranger goes to almost down to one knee, leaning back, firing a full force with the bow, and it slams into something directly in front of him, where he had a guest. Brief flash as the form is illuminated. Total of nine damage. Oof. And the arrow catches fire. For another one point of fire damage. And with the exact number that you needed, because I had one point left, it's it, you hear this. And then there's a blast of cold air that, that just surges into the area, throwing dust, debris, everything into the air. And then it goes quiet. And the coldness leaves the area. Well, that was bizarre. Anybody see I'll, that wall? And yeah, it's still up, ticking. I'll throw up the lights again, illuminate the entire room. Okay. The blur drops and the lights go up. Uh Rowan will step up to the statue and listen, see if it's still clicking. Um You don't hear anything. Alright. Do we see the bowl? Well, that'll be the next sort of business. Uh, you need to do an investigation check. In which area of the room would either of you like to search? I'm going to say, let's see here. He was coming through. I'm going to say went flying. this area here with my little hand in because I was running for the front door when I got tossed. Okay. So move yourself. Bull was, the bull was in the area. Well, here, let's do this. Let's move yourselves to the general area of where you think the bull might be that you want to search. I'm going to search around here in case it went flying up this way. Okay. I want to stay around here because it's following me out. All right. 14. Uh, 14. All right. So your uh, Karakos' initial investigation of, of the area, he's moving dust aside and looking around you do not see the bowl 17 uh while you did find some interesting shards of pottery from the the display cases that were probably here at one point you do not find the bowl either i do have the lights up so mm -hmm. is the bowl back on the shelf it is Seriously. That's disturbing. Uh, does anything else look like it's moved? Uh, not in your, your initial assessment of the room, no. The question is, did the thing put it back before it attacked? Or is there something that... There's um, something else... Come out of the room, I'll throw a mage hand in there again and uh, pick it up and 
try to bring it out. Only this time, everyone out of the room. Okay. Uh, go ahead and put yourself where you want to be when you do that. Before he does that, try and pick up the silver candlestick first. See what happens. I want to know if it's the bowl or if it's his cabinet. You are, or you want him to? Use the mage hand. Okay. I'll use the mage hand to pick up the candlestick and... So you, you pull the, the candlestick with the, the mage hand, and then it slowly lifts into the air. Nothing seems to be occurring. And I'm going to bring it to me and, you know, bring it to me. Okay. It floats across. You're going to put it in your backpack? And out through the sure. door. I'll, I'll take it and put it in the backpack. Okay. Next, I'll grab the other item other than the bowl. Same the thing. The green glass vase? Yeah. Green glass vase, yeah. Okay. It's coming so too. It, Mage hand floats over and picks up the green glass vase. And it comes floating across the room to you. And goes in the backpack. Everyone ready. All right, I'm moving right. if you told me to do that. Okay. I I'm going to ready in action, too. If he goes flying, I'm going to <laughs> attack what seems to be coming through the door. <laughs> okay. I'm going to grab the bowl, okay. and it's coming to me. Now... I uh, probably should have. It. Does Mei-Chan, do you have to be able to see the thing, or can you do it, just have to know where it's at? The object you want to lift. Uh, I would say he might have had to have stepped in, formed the Mage Hand, known it had to catch, and then maybe stepped back and picked it up. It's sort of hard to tell. It's uh, You have to be able to see where you put the Mage Hand. I don't think you necessarily have to see... It doesn't it's, say. It's tough to tell, to yeah. It, it says say. you can use your action to control the hand. You can use the hand to manipulate an object, open an unlocked door or container, stow or retrieve an item from an open container, or pour the contents out of a vial. You can move the hand up to 30 feet each time you use it. Um, I hand, would place it in front of the hand and then move out of the room. Because it says it appears at a point you choose within range. Yeah. So, yeah. If I told you it was back in the cabinet, you would have seen it in the cabinet. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't know where so, yeah. it was. Okay. And it's not more than 30 feet away, so it would be 5, yeah. 10, 15, 20. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, you could do this. Let's try this again. Come on. So, so the mage hand floats into the cabinet. Grab the bowl. Bring it to me. Suddenly you see the bowl, this odd stone bowl with black runes around the edges, floating across the room and arriving to the the sorcerer. Is there I anything in now, the bowl? I don't know. I'm leaving the house. Are you? What are you doing with the bowl once it gets to you? I put it in the backpack. Putting it in the backpack? Okay, so as you do that, you notice black liquid in the bowl. If you put it in your backpack, you're going to spill this liquid. Uh, oh, oh, ooh, yeah. Uh, Why don't we take the oh, bowl outside? 
<laughs> we were, we're also supposed to do like that. Maybe, yeah, carry it with the mage hand carefully. Yeah, and let's go outside with this. Okay. So you're going to continue to hold it with the mage hand? Yeah, yeah now that I know it's got icky stuff in it. Wait, wait a second. I'm going to take my water skin mm -hmm. and dump the water out of it. Okay. And I'm going to hold it and see if he wants to try and dump the black liquid into my water skin. You can't ruin your water skin. Why don't we actually, why don't we just dump it on up into it and see what, if it falls out. You don't I mean, want to keep this stuff. Do you? Not especially. No, but probably not a good idea to dump it in the river either. <laughs> EPA well, that's, why, that's why I can't. Well, no, hold your water skin. I just have the mage hand right, turn it up right and see if it empties. So you're going to dump it, it into out. the water skin? No, I'm going to dump it on the floor. All right. So there's the gentle turn from the mage hand. And you can see the blackish liquid jet roll to the edge of the lip of the of the stone bowl. And it begins to gently, almost like it's floating down to the floorboards. And as it hits the floorboards, there's this as it drains into it, the, the cracks around it. And then across the room, you hear... We should probably get out of here. Yeah. Is the bowl empty? It appears to be. Run over by the door. Okay. Door's closed. But we left it open. Yeah. Have Mage Hand hand me the bowl. Try to open the door. Okay, so you ha you're, you're holding the bowl now. You don't you don't need the Mage Hand. No, I'm going to have the Mage Hand try to open the door as I put the bowl in the back. Okay. It's, it's, a door is dead. This door is definitely more than 10 pounds. I will attempt to open the door. I'll drop Mage Hand. The door is not opening. Well, there's a hole in the wall over in the other room. Let's go out that way. Uh, yeah, okay. Is this door closed too? It is. Let's try and open that one. Okay, so you guys are over at this door? Yep. Okay, where's your... Where is... uh? Oh, sorry, I moved your... Where do you want your, your drink? Yeah, he's he's sticking close to me. Okay, okay. All right. That ticking noise is getting louder, you notice, as you move across the room, and you get to this door, and you notice that there are particles of fog leaking through underneath this closed door. Like coming in from outside? Does the door together. open? I mean, you can make a strength check if you want. Okay. 
How heavy is the front door? The two main doors? It's an actual one. A natural one. You just can't. You, you know, you are trying. Your neck muscles are cording up. Uh, it looks, it's starting to look dangerous, actually. You might have an aneurysm, but uh, you just can't get this door open. I need a perception check from both of you. Uh, 24. Ooh. All right. Four. Four. Well... The sorcerer doesn't notice. He's kind of just hearing that. Getting louder and louder from the statue. But behind the, the statue, the, the ranger hears. Who's in my house? Coming from over here in the western, northwestern side of the manor. Like over, like here somewhere? Is mm -hmm. that, there's another door here, right? There another is. door yep. around? Something dragging, then a, and then another dragging the. Someone with a peg leg. Uh, well, we're not getting out here, so we need to find another way out, I guess. What about back in the other room? <laughs> or these windows? Are the windows still broken out? Some of them are. There's a massive amount of fog pouring through them. Well, we were actually supposed to clear stuff out as well as get the bowl, so... There is that, yep. Although, they also, theoretically, if we take the bowl away, it might that might clear it. That's what he seemed to think, anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure about that. Uh... Well, let's try another room. Or out the window. What do you think? Uh, let's go see who's asking about the, who's in the house. Alright, let's go check this door over here. That or do we hear a door? begins to swing open. The one to the northwest. That one there? Mm-hmm. Alright, well, I'm going to ready an arrow. I'm going to ready a ray of frost. Sort is it dwarf-sized? A figure emerges. It is not dwarf-sized, you notice. But there is movement behind it as it steps up. Who is... So at that point, you guys can... Uh, well, first of all, you would you would need to be in a place where you could actually see it. Um, I was moving towards that door anyway, right. so, so if gonna... I... I'll let you put yourself uh, where you would have been. Yeah, you were checking out the window? Well, I was thinking, you know, he popped in, so let's, let's freeze him. I'm firing arrow. All well, right. Doing Ray of Frost. Uh, 13 to hit. 13. Uh... 16 on my so, end. So the arrows um, 
slams into it, but it doesn't seem to puncture the this old rotted armor that is on this creature. It uh, appears to be a skeletal almost shape with flesh still clinging to it, its eyes eerily glowing. It, um, it's white, scraggly here, cascading down past its shoulders, seems to move unnaturally in what shouldn't be a massive amount of breeze here. And the tattered rags around its, its frame also shift and move in this unseen wind. And it's, it clearly um, is intent on the sorcerer as a blast of frost rockets across the room and slams just above its head. It was hard to see it, but you could see part part of it. And you almost well, hit it. Well, I do have the quite. lights up, so... Right, but you've got a statue on one side and a pillar on the other. So you, you could see basically the middle part of its body through that, that opening. Um, and I, there's also movement behind it, so I need, well, go ahead and roll your initiative, if you could, please. 16. 17. 16, wow, nice, very nice. Now we start rolling good. Let me add in... Okay. So it comes staggering out. Um, Kerikos feels like he can go first. Fire another arrow. All right. Sixteen to hit. Ooh, with a sixteen, that definitely does hit. You, you can see the arrow sprout right in his chest. Total of six damage. And it catches fire as it flies. Okay. For another four points of fire damage. Some of the tattered rags just blast and fire and curl upwards from the heat, and then it dissipates. Smoke fills the area around it. Um, and I'm going to say attack it, too. Okay. Back here, and it can... That's as far as you can get. Okay. So he, the Drake takes running across the off running across the room. And he will hold his action to bite it if it gets close enough to him to bite. Okay. And then it goes to it. So this thing stomps upward, getting close enough for the drake to be able to attack. Uh, 10 to hit. Sorry, no, 13. 
13. So it latches onto its leg as it, as it tries to get a hold of it. Um, but it is not able to puncture into its frame. And uh, this thing stop, stalks up on top of it, basically. Uh, one yep. second. Okay. All right. So it um, it slashes out with the, uh, a long sword toward the the Drake, and uh, it rolls a eighteen to hit. That hits. Okay, so the the slash connects in into the uh, the Drake's frame. Oops, sorry, I'm the wrong thing here. Okay, so it takes a total of seven slashing damage, and then it reaches out to touch the Drake's body. Okay. And it gets a seven, so it it completely misses misses the Drake. He's he is not connected, okay, uh, by by the attack at all. And then it goes to Grants. I'm gonna try another frost, rare frost. Another rare frost. Okay, now you can see him. Uh, well. So he has still a little partial cover, but it's it's not as bad as it was. There you go. Say there? Yep, you got a clear shot to him here. So the sorcerer runs along the front part, getting near the, the double doors, and is able to see this, this beans. 14. 14 hits. It slams into the old studded leather on the on the entity's frame and ice forms across its back. Eight damage, and he's slowed. Okay. It crackles up along, uh, along his back, and what does it do? Does it slow his like overall movement speed? Movement down by 10. Gotcha. For his next turn, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah, I think that that'll do. I'm good. Okay. You hear more clanking and banging coming from the room where this uh, this um, undead creature has has come out of. And this old, rusty, armored-looking skeleton of smaller stature comes staggering out. Great. There's another. There, now there's another one. 
Is this the one that's talking? No, it is not. The This one looks to have been the one that was speaking. Oh, uh, who's in my house? Yeah. gets to here and then a hand crossbow is pulled from its side and it fires shooting at the sorcerer. Uh, what's your armor? Is your armor class is 17, right? The, uh, yeah. The crossbow look like, looks like it's going to hit you. Shield. Okay. How many first levels do you have left? Not enough, probably. <laughs> I think you should have what? Is it one left now? Uh-huh. So the... The translucent barrier forms over the sorcerer again, and the bolt careens off, shattering against the the brick wall or the, the stone laid wall next to the sorcerer, and you are not hit. All right, and it goes to Karakos. So it's hard to see um, pretty much any of them at this point where you're currently located. You saw some movement go staggering toward the sorcerer, and now you can see that skeletal dwarf over there. I'm going to move here and fire okay. at this one again. Okay. Uh, well, it was the wrong thing to roll, but it was the... It's a natural 20 for 25. Natural 20 for 25. Okay. That slams into the the head of this this weird skeletal flesh covered entity. So that's a total of eleven points of piercing damage from the arrow. Uh, I'm going to name it my favored enemy. Okay. So that's another D four damage. So three more damage, and the arrow catches fire. For another four points of fire damage. Nice. You can see it stagger back. Um, one of its eyes flickers with this eerie light and they, as it focuses in on you. I'll move back and, again, tell Rowan to end it. Okay. He does not, however, with the nine. <laughs> <laughs> so he tries to. He snaps in at his leg, but the uh, it's just too heavily armored for him to really connect well. And the uh, entity shrugs off his attacks. That is my turn and Rowan's turn. Okay. So this thing, its eyes focused on the, on the uh, ranger now, steps up to here as it's pulling a, a longbow from its uh, its back. 
and it knocks an arrow and fires. My AC is currently a 15 because I uh, am not using my shield, I'm using my bow. Gotcha. Well, it didn't matter on that one because it went wide, slamming into the handrail of the old stair over here, sticking through the handrail, and then it knocks a second arrow. And that one looks like it's going to hit. Any yep, I don't, I don't have a reaction. Okay. We'll do anything about that. So you get away from the first one, but the second one just... It slashes you right across the side of the leg and opens your leg up in a cut for four piercing damage. Got it. Give me back my blood. And then it goes to Grands, who's seeing this figure stagger toward him and shooting a hand crossbow. Blood's in the basement now. <laughs> Go to the basement. We don't have it. One sec. He's ten feet from you, so you will not get dis. Yeah, no, to but shoot at him with a uh, tabletop went wonky on the other. Oh, oh. How close is this guy? Ten feet? He's ten feet. Hard to tell. Uh, where's the 30-foot mark from where I am? So the the little the white squares each represent a five foot. So I don't know which way you want to move, but you got right in the away away from him. Okay. But you want him on a fire first, so that he doesn't have there's nothing in between you. If I'm doing rain, if I yeah, but there's a bunch of things in between. Like if you get thirty feet of up, up here, the statue's in the way. If you get thirty feet over here, the uh, pillars in the way. Can I, can I go right there? That's not thirty feet from him. Oh, this is yeah. Okay, that is yeah. That's Close not, enough. That's not thirty feet. That's twenty-five. But yeah. Yeah, that would be a straight shot well, to him. But you yeah. can still see him. Yep. Ray of frost. Ray of frost. Okay. So the the boat arcs out, slamming uh, toward the this one I right mean, here. And you're remembering your your various sorcery points and your meta magics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can't do me any good because um, I miss. Yeah. Eight. Well, just remember your sorcery points can can restore actual uh, spell slots too. And I don't remember whether you did twin spell or anything like that. I did twin spell, but I still missed. Well, if you twin spell that you would then roll a second attack. Right. Next time around. I'm Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm just saying that's it is a little tricky starting at level three. I'm I'm trying to figure out mine. I, I should be I think I can use that for extra spell my wizard point says extra 
spell slots too. So. Yeah, your sorcery points you can do different things with it. Absolutely, it, it costs a certain amount depending on the on the spell slot. So I think for a first level spell, I think it is um, two sorcery points, yeah. um, and then it goes up from there. So I still miss. Okay. Just make sure you call those out too, just so I know that you're using your your meta magic. I know. Did you check off your sorcery point? Well, no. He did you use it this time? You did use it. No, I didn't. I missed. He did not use it this time. I'll use it next time. I missed. Okay, gotcha. Well, you remember you'd have to call that before you okay. fire. Okay. Yeah, I missed. So the the ray of frost goes over the thing's head and crashes into the wall behind it. All right. And end of your turn. Uh, as a bonus action, can I try the door? I'm right there. Uh, I mean, I let you like tap tap against it or, or that type of thing. Yeah, I'll tap it. It's like. You oh, got yeah, it's pretty, there? pretty solid. It's, it's yeah. not budget. All right. That's my turn. Then it goes to this guy. 25. He comes creaking and stomping up in front of the of the sorcerer and attacks. Ah, and gets a 15. Sort of swirl of the cloak of the of the uh, sorcerer. He spins and the blade misses him and bangs off the floor. All right. And then it goes to Karakos. Out of the corner of his eye, you can see a figure looming through the darkness toward, uh, toward the sorcerer. Uh, I'm going to fire at the big guy again. Okay. <laughs> it's another natural 20. Ooh. Arrow goes right into one of the eyes of this creature. For seven points of damage, plus being a favorite foe. Uh, that was critical damage? That was critical damage. It okay. rolled it. Gotcha. For another three points of damage. And it catches fire. Whew. Another one point of fire damage. So it, its head snaps back. There's a crack. And then it slowly lifts its head back up, screaming in fury toward the ranger. Toodaloo. And tell Rowan to attack it. Okay. okay. Hit it. Ranger runs across the room. Uh, 16 to hit. 16 does hit. Drake lunges at the back of this uh, entity. A total of seven points of piercing damage. Seven points. So he tears into the old ancient um, studded leather and rips through it, and old bones crack in his mouth, but the thing is still up. 
I need a brief pause. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay. So the... Um, after taking the arrow to the eye, this creature, which is white, basically, um, turns and slashes back in on on top of the on Rowan. I forgot how much he had taken. Seven. Seven. Uh, so it, it launches into. Uh, Two more attacks on him. And this time it is using uh, two-handed attacks. So the first one is a 20. And the second is a 14, which I think misses. That misses. So the first one, uh, he takes a total of five slashing damage. So I have to show him down to eight. Yep. And then it turns and prompts an attack of opportunity. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Uh, no, he's already taken his reaction. Oh, okay, yeah. Thirty. And it stomps its way up to the sorcerer. And then it goes to Grant's. Give me my blood. And it is focusing on where the, the sorcerer has tucked away the bowl. Well, well, well. Ain't this a pickle? <laughs> Fog is pouring through the, the bottom part of the door crack behind you. We're still hearing the statue tick? Uh, yes, you hear this. It's getting louder. But maybe it predates this thing and is actually going to help us. I don't know. I am going to cast my last level two, okay. which is Blur. All right. And I am going to run for the front freaking door. <laughs> All right. So you're your frame shifts and shakes and then you take off running for the door. Both of them swing at you as you run by them. Uh-huh. But with disadvantage because of the Uh-huh. So, uh, a 14 from the white nope. slashes and goes above your head as you run and duck. And the other one? I'm trying to figure out how to roll a disadvantage on just a, a regular, like, choosing a dice. 
I haven't been able to figure out how to do that either. I'll just I'll just roll it twice. Pretty sure there's a way to do it, but I can't I, I can't write it. You, you can just add two dice into the roll and then you just take uh, yeah the lower one. Oh jeez. Yeah, so he he got like a six. Um, so the, he totally misses, and the sorcerer takes off running. Like runs runs up next to the ranger. Come back! Right, right click on the uh, hit DC, and you'll have a, a a choice for disadvantage. Yeah, I've got for the regular rolling off of their stuff. I can do that, but using just the straight up dice from the red icon and below oh yeah you got you got to roll two dice yeah i just rolled twice it's fine all right uh end of your turn yeah. i'm gonna pound on the damn door i want out all right so this guy he swings and he misses and he goes He steps up in front of the sorcerer again, raising the oh, large hand axe. Really? Yeah, if, you, if you can move 30 feet and they can move 30 feet, you can't outrun them if you take an action. You know, at least he's going to have disadvantage when he tries to hit me. Mm -hmm. Oh, true. Uh, but it doesn't matter uh, because he definitely misses again and the hand axe slams into the floor near you. <clears throat> and then it goes to Karakos. Well, I'm going to turn and look at this guy and fire an arrow at the white. Okay. Which I should be able to just see him. Yeah, you do have... You can see some of him. I'd say he probably has maybe a couple points added to his armor class, just like the cover, but you can yeah, see him. Enough. It's a 19 to hit. 19 hits. The arrow just slices past the pillar, slamming into the shoulder of this thing. Total of nine points of piercing. You see the arm get tore off. There's a strangled scream, and the lights in its eyes flare going widely, just in every direction. And it falls and clatters to the ground. All right. Then I will, uh, what's the bonus bonus here? Um, I will put my bow away and start readying my shield and sword. Okay. And bonus action, tell, uh, Rowan to get down here. All right. So the drake comes running across the floor. There, if I did my math right. Mm -hmm. uh, and take a bite at the dwarf. Okay. Whew, 24 to hit. Nice. So it leaps and, and just slams into the back of this thing. You see it lurch forward, old armor creaking and groaning under the impact. For a total of six piercing. So John's making up for lost time on bad rolls. Uh, he's had a but lot of good rolls I, I, I got two crits where, in a row. Yeah. Where I can't hit anything, apparently, right now. It goes back and forth. So the, but I will say, two crits in a row is pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, especially against the, the big baddie here. So the 
this thing lurches forward, the armor creaks under the impact. And it's still up, but it uh, doesn't look like it's it's very happy. Alright. And then it goes to Grands. Who can't win for losing. Well, that all depends. Remember, you got sorcery points as well. I don't remember. Does it take an action to use those? I'd have to look. I can't remember if it's an action or a bonus action. Uh, you have your dagger. You have your cantrips. Attacking with a disadvantage is something we do sometimes. We have to do sometimes. Where's the other guy? He died? It's uh, it's no, it considered no action requirement. So you could, if you wanted, theoretically, you can use... I don't know how many sorcery points you have at this level. I can't remember. He has three. Three. So you could, in theory, get a first level spell slot back if you needed it. Converting or the sorcery points is a bonus action. Oh, gotcha. But you could use, I can't remember, what What are your meta magics? He has twin spell and distance spell right now. Okay. So, again, twin spell, you could fire two of your uh, Ray of Frosts. They'd both be a disadvantage, but you could do it. Uh, distance spell doesn't ha help you. I don't know what other spells you have. How much is it for a third or second level spot? First, where do I, sit? I uh, think, think it's. It was two for first level, and I think it scales up from there. Let me double check. It might be three. I think so. Yeah, so you might be able to use all three and get one second level back. But I can't remember exactly. I'm looking now. And that would be a bonus action. All right, so creating a spell slot. You can transform unexpended sorcery points into a spell slot as a bonus action in your turn. Um, to get a second level spell, you need to convert three sorcery points. Yeah, so you could use your bonus action right now to get one second level spell slot back, if that's what you wanted. No, but I'll use my bonus action to... Meta magic, a uh, cantrip. Okay. So you uh, want to spell a cantrip? Yeah, it only takes one point to uh, twin spell a cantrip. Correct. And you and it doesn't take any action to do that. It only takes the bonus action to convert convert them to get a spell slot back. So. I check off one sorcery point. Mm-hmm. And I am going to Ray of Frost 2 at this idiot in front of me. All right. So the sorcerer raises both his hands. And there's a focus of magical energies. And suddenly the bluish light erupts from both hands. Is that going to be disadvantaged because you're right there? Yes. Yeah. When he's in melee range of you, it will be disadvantaged unless you, I think there's certain feats that you can get that might remove mm -hmm. that. But. So roll your first attack with disadvantage. Yeah, that didn't work. So that kind of goes goes wide to the left and, and misses. 
16. 16 hits. There's a blast of, of frost energy that goes up over the face of this uh, skeletal form in front of you. So, just one one damage? Yeah, just roll your damage for, yeah, 1d8. 5. Total of 5. The frost forms up over it. You can hear cracking and splintering of, of bones that have been frozen in place. The skeleton creaks forward and is still up, but just barely, apparently. Is that the end of your turn? Yeah, I got disappointed if he tries to attack me, so I'm good. Okay. So he uh, he does try to attack you and begins swinging the hand axe. Mm-hmm. And 15 is his lowest nope. roll. And again, with a swirl of the cloak, it disorients him, and he's not able to, uh, to land his blow, and it splinters off the, the wall behind the sorcerer. <laughs> and then it goes to Karakos. Readying the sword. It's going to swing with the sword. It's a 24 to hit. Whew, the sword flashes out and clacks right into the, the exposed bone. For four points of slashing. There's an explosion of bone particles, and, and it clatters to the floor. All right. Quick look around. Is there still mist pouring into the windows? Is there somebody else yelling at us? Is the white getting back up? Fog appears to be slowly receding back out through the windows and through the cracks. And the even the cracks in the roof above you, you see fog pulling out of. Can we check the front door now? I'll make my way over to where the corpse fell, see if anything stands out, or if it's even still there. In searching through it, there are particles of, of what remains of, of the entity, and there is old ripped studded leather, old a long sword that it was using. Um, there is some type of pouch tied to its belt that when you feel it, there is a familiar clink of of precious metals in it. Well, we'll take that. Yeah. But there's no kind of, like, signia, like a ring or anything like that that gives Nothing us any like kind of identification. All right. Then I will come over and do the same to the dwarf, but we'll do the front door. Can, can, uh, can Gran open the front door? I want to open the door. The door opens. And the clicking has stopped. Now, you did find on the dwarf what looked like a some type of metal symbol on a leather cord tied around its neck. Looks like a like a drop of some kind of liquid, and then a uh, a flexing arm with a fist raised in front of it. Uh. Take it with us. Okay. Show it to our employer. All right. So leaving the mansion. Well, there's still other rooms to check. Have 
have a yeah have at it i'll be right here in the doorway all right you're no fun so the the party steps out through the doors of, of the mansion and and slowly moves their way back through the garden looking at all angles and then finally down the overgrown path and past the, the old bronze gate that's lying half off its hinges and making haste you you and pushing through the evening you find yourselves back one, in one second just as soon as i'm right at the edge of 120 feet mm -hmm. i want to firebolt the statue through the door okay just to see if it does anything. There's a flash of magical fire energy across it, and it it does nothing. Nothing happens. Just checking. Okay. So you um, make your way back to the um, pushing through the night. You find yourself back at at Walton's, and um, for the sake of brevity, and my taco that is now apparently ready out there on the kitchen table. Um, <laughs> you're you're able to to speak with Bradar uh Braun Blood who looks at the symbol he's like uh that's my family crest and you show him the bowl uh yeah his his mouth wrinkles in distaste we definitely need to dispose of that thing is it magical? I don't know about magical, but it sure is cursed. Smash your ground floor. Magical items don't usually work that uh, way, but you could it, try. The, the well, we'll find out if it's it was, magical if it doesn't break. The attempt was very um, courageous, but um, nothing even chips off of the bowl. Oh, lad, if it was that easy, we would have gotten rid of it years and years and years ago. Has anybody tried to identify the bull? Oh, not to my knowledge, but I... Maybe you should. I feel like we should just get rid of the thing, like throw it into the depths of the river so no one will ever find it, or, you know, throw it into a volcano after you travel there with your best friend and some kind of weird golem. Uh, but or you know, have whatever. a very wise person identify and see how they can destroy it without it polluting something else. But as promised, he does pull out a uh, a leather purse that has six hundred gold pieces in it and hands it to you. I do appreciate, it, lads. I will go there tomorrow and and, and uh, perhaps maybe I can restore. Bromblood Manor back to its uh, former glory. That's my hope. Um, so the statue in the middle of the floor ticks periodically. Oh? His eyebrows kind of raised with, with surprise. That's curious. I'll definitely look at that. Other than that, I would believe we cleared it out. And I guess the bowl is his to do what he wants to do with it. True. So, 300 gold each? 
300 gold each. Actually, give yourself uh, 450 gold each between the what was found in the statue and on the white. Um, you had some extra pay there. Plus, you have that interesting ring as well that is somebody can put into their possession. I don't know if you want to do that, John, just as a custom thing for now until you get identified. Yeah, yeah I'll do that. And I am going to go and, and stop this here and go eat my taco. But when I come back, I'll add in you guys' XPs and stuff. <laughs> so we got a green glass face and a silver candlestick holder, That's too. true. Yeah, mark mark those down as well, because those were unusual as, as well. Yeah. I'll, let, I'll let John carry those. I'll figure a way to stick them on my characters. Okay. <laughs> 